This is Free Talk Live. It is a Friday edition of the show. We're kicking off hour number one, and you can take control of the airwaves. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That is the packet eight toll-free line for you, 1-800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where all of the features you will find are completely free. That again, freetalklive.com. We go to the phones to start things out here because, well, it's the show about your calls. So let's start things out with Jacob in Ohio. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Jacob. Hi. Hey, what's on your mind? Um, well, I'm planning waiting in line tomorrow to get the upcoming Nintendo Wii. Ah, yes. I, I, people, have, of course, been waiting in line recently for the PlayStation 3. Why are you choosing the Nintendo's Wii over the PlayStation 3? One, I'm a dedicated Nintendo fanboy. Ah, uh, okay, fanboy, got it. Two, um, the Wii, it sounds like I'm going to have a much better chance of actually picking up one on launch day. There's about, at minimum estimate, ten times more of them in the U.S. in existence than there were, were PS3s. So much less likely that uh, they're going to sell out before the line runs out. And third, I'm picking a nearby store with lousy customer service and a 24-hour limit on people being able to line up in hopes that the lousy customer service will have people going somewhere else. Hmm, Okay. Interesting strategy. Now, um, so people would know that the customer service is bad and therefore not go to the store? Is that the idea? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, just getting somewhere to, someone to come to the desk and so you can get the games is usually about a 30-minute struggle in that store. Goodness. Well, I've, I've heard of other stores that have, uh, you know, seem to have some customer service failures that have resulted in brawls and shootings and things like that. I, are, are you expecting any trouble with the Wii uh, as far as that goes? I sincerely hope not. Um, yeah, I should hope not, too. I hadn't thought about that one, but... Well, well, well best of luck. Did you have anything else uh, that you wanted to share? Um, just noting that the that the Wii seems to be doing better in what I'm seeing online, popularity-wise, because... How can you tell? Eh, just informal, you know, people... I talk to a lot of people online. Yeah, you but know. you're a, you're a Nintendo fanboy, which well, by definition means that you Nintendo lurk fanboy. around in Nintendo websites. So of course you're going to encounter no, a bunch of Nintendo fans. That. Okay. Yeah. Well, good luck. Yeah, and you know, I just literally I really don't know anyone who wants a PS3 among non-Nintendo fanboys. I mean, well, it's like, like I don't know anybody who doesn't smoke pot, but I you know happen to hang around with a lot of people that smoke pot. Yeah, so. point. Yeah. Yeah. Just, there you go, and man. Looking at polls online on various non-Nintendo websites. Yeah. You know. Well, I, another thing that I would um, think as far as this goes is the PS3 probably, um, because of its popularity, appeals to people that would be more less likely to hang out online. You know, the, the less informed. Yeah, point. The Wii seems to be attracting more of the hardcore gamers. but It, it seems to. I mean, the Wii is attracting hardcore, hardcores? Th- well, it has that cool gizmo where you can right. swing the sword and stuff. <laughs> that that might do it, man. That might be the, uh, the killer. It's a big the deal. PlayStation killer. Hey, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate Thank hearing you. from you. 800-259-9231. That's back at 8 Hotline. That is. Um, now, it it seems obvious to me that video games at some point or another are going to evolve into the Star Trek, um, that uh, room where they pretend things. The holodeck. Are, the holodeck, right. The Star Trek holodeck. And the um, the Wii takes one more step in that direction. Yeah, good point. It has the uh, the you know the controller that you can swing like a sword. You can pretend, look, I'm Conan the Barbarian. I'm Thundar. Well, what I want to know is why is it that it has been, what, almost 15 years since the Lawnmower Man movie came out? Where Where is the virtual reality? I mean, what, what's taken so long with that? They, they seem to have some glasses or something that I always see in, like, popular science that... Uh, 
imitate virtual reality, but they can't really be act. They can't be any good because I've never heard of them any place but the uh, back of um, popular, popular science. science. Maybe that's what this. You know, maybe that's what's coming next. Maybe once they get the uh, control schemes down, they'll finally make some sort of form of virtual reality uh, to an affordable level. Well, they'd have to make, uh, I guess, glasses um, so that you could see everything. Um, which I, I think after that it would get difficult, you know, like the feel, the smell, the, um, you know, all, everything else. They they can do sound and they can do um, sight, but I don't know if they can really do anything else anytime soon in virtual reality. They can't really make things real. So, um, by the way, since he brought up the video game topic, apparently there's been all sorts of PlayStation 3 related news uh, recently, including gunmen robbing a California store of PS3s, uh, 10 to 12 people robbed in a PlayStation 3 line, Sheriff shut down another California store for rowdy behavior. Police break up a New York Sony-style store fight. Brawl breaks out at another Walmart where a manager plays musical PlayStation chairs. Uh, we mentioned that one last night. Shots were apparently fired at a Texas Walmart. Two armed masked robbers overtook a customer in Springfield, and uh, there was a stampede riot insanity in North Fresno, uh, North Fresno, Merced, California. So people going nutso. Oh, this video it's only because system. Sony play, um, failed to put out enough units. Yes, it's all Sony's fault that people are acting up. Oh, come well, on. No, it, no, but I mean, if they would have put out enough units instead of this nonsense yeah. that, right before Christmas and thinking, oh, we'll give every store two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just, it's just mean. Let's go to George in D.C. You're on Free Talk Live on the Amplifier line. Hello, George. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, yeah, one of, one of my friends on MySpace um, pointed out this uh, website, this article where um, Denmark apparently is using topless women to enforce the speed limit. What? I wonder how they're doing that. Yeah. Yeah, they're holding. What it is is they're holding up. Uh, they get topless women to stand by the road and hold up the speed limit sign, pointing that out, and it's actually working to the <laughs> point where it's at some points it's even stopping traffic. I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, like, that's yeah, original. What? Although I suppose you yeah, can only but, do that uh, certain parts of the year, especially in Denmark, right? Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, but it's like they should they should have brought that over here. That'd be like <laughs> we'd never have a problem. It, it with It seems that. kind of expensive. I mean, um, you, you buy a I, even the even a local government probably spends oh on a speed limit sign three thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Um, that three thousand dollars isn't going to keep a woman a topless woman on the side of the road more Not than a long. month. Yeah, not for long. Well, uh, they got like volunteers doing it. I mean, the website speedbandits.dk. Well, maybe they could uh, volunteers. I don't yeah, know if you're going to get the highest quality women uh, in in that way. Oh, uh, I saw I saw a video on this that some of these chicks ought, ought to be in Playboy. Wow. I was like, damn. <laughs> you're not pulling our leg, are you, George? This is for real. This is for real. No, I'm just serious. Speedbandits.dk. Right. See for yourself. Check it the out. Story Mark. right there on it. We will take a look. George, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. You know, maybe instead of uh, paying an actual topless woman, you could maybe put up sort of a a billboard above the speed limit sign, and uh, then you could have just a a photograph of a topless woman. Or maybe, you know, the the whole speed limit sign could be a photo of a topless woman holding a sign that has the the actual speed limit on it. Wouldn't hurt. It's it's an interesting idea. I don't know if it would increase the amount of uh, of accidents that happens as a result of people being distracted, because we've certainly pointed out here, if you are not watching the road and you're busy watching some attractive lady walking down the street, you, you're more likely to crash into somebody. Though, of course, if people are slowing down, then that might help, uh, I guess, 
alleviate that particular factor. I, I don't know that um, you know slower traffic is necessarily safe. It seems to me when I'm on the interstate, interstate, the most dangerous people out there are the ones that are going 55 miles an hour and bottlenecking everybody so that uh, other people, you know, people feel the need to do whatever it takes to get around them. Now, if they were to do something like that here in the United States, just imagine, imagine the outrage from the Puritans. Imagine how upset they would be, the protests, the, uh, they, they would never even come, that would never even come to the table no. in the United States. No, it wouldn't. But there's actually a story out of uh, ABC News tonight about freak dancing. What is freak dancing? Freak dancing. I will give you a description here in a moment, but it has to do with... I'm glad you're going to read it, because I'm sure you don't know. Sexual uh, style dancing, essentially. Um, dirty dancing, if you will. Anyway, I'll give you a little more detail in a moment. But it sort of brings me to this point that, well, people are outraged now that kids are engaging in this freak dancing, which we'll describe here in a bit. They're outraged about it, but at the same time, I think that it's the Puritans... I think it's their fault that kids are acting in this over-sexualized sort of manner in this country today. Because by repressing people's sexuality, you're only uh, essentially, you know, when you, you squeeze down as tight as you possibly can, it's inevitable that things are going to slip through your fingers. And, you know, by attempting to force kids to behave in the way that you demand that they behave, they're just going to try to get away from that. They're going to go in the opposite direction. And in this case, you've got people freak dancing. We're going to, let's see, according to ABC News, it has been banned in California's Orange County. One of the wealthy enclaves. A popular high school principal has banned it. We'll give you the details as to why, what's going on, uh, what these kids are up to. And I'd like to hear from you as to why you think this is happening. 800-259-9231. It's essentially simulating sexual activity. Without actually removing any clothing. That's what they say about all dancing. That's what they said about dancing for years. We're coming back with more Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up whatever you want, toll-free, 800-259-9231. The Packet 8 toll-free line, that's 1-800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features are completely free. That includes live streams, broadband version, dial-up version, two sizes to fit virtually every Internet connection, and they're free at freetalklive.com. So enjoy and register now for the New Hampshire Liberty Forum. Come and hear a speech by John Stossel entitled Enemies of Liberty. The three-day event starting on February 23rd. Early bird discount ends on Thanksgiving. So register now at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum and get more information at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. Talking about freak dancing uh, or freaking as it is uh, is sometimes called. It has now been banned in Orange County at a popular high school in a wealthy enclave of Aliso Viejo. Charles Salter, the principal, has banned all dances until the kids clean up their act. And now parents in schools from California to Connecticut are cheering. What moved the head of Aliso Niguel High School to make such a drastic move? Well, freak dancing is an intimate hip-hop dance style between a boy and a girl, or perhaps even two girls. Uh, Aliso Niguel freshman Corey Roberts says, quote, It's basically when two people are like grinding against each other in a kind of sexual way. The 14-year-old attended the jungle dance this fall that proved to be the last straw for Principal Salter. <laughs> quote, I saw a girl. She was about 14 or 15 years old. She was bent over dancing with a young man who must have been a junior, and he was gyrating and thrusting on top of her. 
The principal had been monitoring school dances for you several... Know, you could you could change the dance, and you could change the decade, mm-hmm. and it's still going to be old people not wanting young people to dance in such a sexually provocative manner. Why can't the young people of today just dance like we danced? <laughs> I mean, come on. It's, it's the same old tired record. Of course young people don't want to dance like you danced. Mm-hmm. They don't want to listen to the music you want to listen to either. Right. You're old. That's it. I mean, they don't want to listen to the music I listen to either. It's just the way it is. I could have had a kid when I was 15, and that kid be 20 now. I could have had one when I was 20, and she'd be 15, and I'd be mm-hmm. mad as hell that she was freak dancing. Freak dancing. But that's just the way it is. Yeah. It's the way it is. Che- teenagers are going to always want to do the popular dances. The popular dances are always going to look like sex, because that's what dance is a, dancing is a prelude to. I'm sorry. And that's the way it goes. Stop making such a big deal about it. I guess they're upset because this is overtly, this really looks like sex, I suppose. I don't know. The next one that comes along is going to really look like sex, too. The next one, they're going to have to, I I mean, there's, I don't know how much more they could make it look like sex beyond this. I mean, this essentially looks like a doggy style action on the dance floor, basically. Have you seen Dirty Dancing? Uh, No. No, I'm familiar with what it's about. It, it's about dancing that looks like sex. Yeah. And it was written, it was done in the 80s. They were all, and, and it was about dancing in the 50s. Right. I'm sorry. It's just, it, it, don't get out of, so out of control about it, and the kids, they, they won't think it's that great of a thing. Well, that's sort of where I was going with this, is that I feel like the, the reason why these, um, these particular dances even exist today are simply because of this sort of crackdown attitude that adults uh, tend to have with kids. Like, oh, oh, that's resembling sexual activity, and we can't have you doing anything like that. I mean, we must have this sort of, uh, we, we must have this, um, this false message of, in our heads, uh, these parents, they don't want to believe for a moment that their kids, teenage kids, might actually, might actually be interested in sex. Whoa! Hard to believe, isn't it, parents? But it's almost as though they can't remember back to uh, when they were a teenager and they had uh, raging hormones. Or maybe they do remember back and they just, for some reason, and they believe... Thought, they, now they, they really uh, sympathize with the adults that back then wanted them to stop having um, d- dancing around and looking like they might be interested in having sex. Right. Uh, perhaps um, they believe that, uh, that... Maybe they do remember what they were like and they believe that for some reason if they uh, enforce silly rules like their parents enforced on them, it's going to for some reason, work on their kids, which is just ludicrous. You don't believe that. In Dirty Dancing, they all went to someplace secret so that they could do their dirty dances. <laughs> I mean, th- this is what you're doing. You're driving it underground. Well, let's see what some more of the people in this is, case have to say about it. I have to it. agree. I think that it's... I, I don't like it. I, I find it tacky, personally. It's, yeah, it's kind of tacky. Yeah. And it seems like uh, a very impersonal style of dancing in that... You, you're, you're not face to face. You're not face to face. I mean, the girl is bent over in front of you. I mean, it's very and it doesn't seem domination. like it takes, it takes uh, a lot of um, I, I don't skill? know practice skill. Yeah, because um, you know, if you the closer you dance face to face, the more you have to be in tune with each yeah. other to be able to dance closer. Whereas this, no, but basically bent over, bump thump. Yeah, everybody's yeah. Uh, everybody's feet are firmly planted on the ground. The principal had been monitoring school dances for several years and had expressed his concerns to parents about the sexual nature of the dancing. There were dance chaperones and lots of conversation about what was allowed and forbidden. But even at the school's winter formal last January, it was impossible to keep the atmosphere below fever pitch inside the dark cavernous hall pulsating with strobe lights and about 1,200 teenagers. All across the floor, girls thrust their rears into their partner's pelvis to the beat of Missy Elliott's Let Me Work It. 
Young couples were grinding away like gears to the pulse of Cisco's How Many Licks. But in September, those songs don't sound sexual at all. I mean, what are you, are you playing songs that are about sex and you expect the kids to just not realize what the songs are about? Look, if you I don't think the adults know. Dance, if you want a, tw- a clean dance, why don't you play Chubby Checker, uh, Checker's Twist or something like that? <laughs> God, the, the kids just leave. That's why. <laughs> well, isn't that what they want? I remember a dance. They don't want their kids to have fun in the way they want to have. Fun. I remember they, a dance they had at the uh, youth group at my uh, church when I was oh, 17 or something like that. And everybody brought their albums because, of course, the church doesn't have a, a big selection of uh, pop hits mm-hmm. there. So everybody brought their own, uh, I guess, cassette tapes. Did they have vinyl records? <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure what they, br- what they brought. It must have been cassettes because I know I brought some. Um. And I didn't have any albums. I thought albums. Did anybody were done. play Hell's Bells? No, but I what I can remember. I don't know if they played Hell's Bells, but one one I can remember specifically is um, they got all upset about the dancing that was going on, mm-hmm. and it was to this song Sugar Walls. I, I don't mean, know it. it. Well, I I can't even tell you anything. But I, I Sugar Walls was a reference if you listen to the song to uh, female sexual organs. Gotcha. And. I, I just thought it was hilarious that they could get upset. <laughs> she, they're not even listening to the music. Sure. They have no idea. They're, they've tuned it out. Ah, oh, it's this awful kids' music. I mm-hmm. hate it. They've tuned it right out, and then all they can see is, oh my God, what are they doing out there? The, apparently, the um, in September, an exasperated Principal Salter pulled the switch on the back-to-school dance with its jungle theme. I closed the dance down early, said Salter. I came into my office. It must have been about midnight, and I knew I had to address this. In the wee hours of the morning, <laughs> he was Salter... storming around his office, yeah. fuming. You know what? What this guy needs is he needs a good old old school student prank. Somebody needs to dissemble his car and then reassemble it in his <laughs> office. Somebody needs to leave a goat on his um, desk, and then he'll have things to worry about. Why do our girls have to have themselves so exposed, he says. Why do they have to have cleavage displayed so overtly and slits high up against their thighs and then allow boys to dance right up against them? I am not going to allow this to continue. the girls. The girls are little tramps. I am not going to allow this to continue to happen. If there's going to be another dance, then you as parents and your children will have to sit down with me and make some huge changes because I cannot and will not have what my staff and I had to deal with today. (laughs) They're bumping, they're grinding, they're breaking it down. Is it possible that uh, the principal is just upset because he didn't get any um, freak dancing when he was a kid? Well, uh, freak dancing's new, so he must not have. I mean, is it? Do you think he's upset about it? Is he? If, if just I, mad even that if he... I did get it when I was, um, you know, in my teens, I'd be upset that I am not getting it now. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the toll free number. You can take control of the airwaves. The packet eight toll free line eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. What do you know about this freak dancing? And what do you think about all this? It's free talk live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show, Friday edition. You can take control of the airwaves. Toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the Packet 8 toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features on the site, we give them away, including the listener map. You can go and add yourself to it. Over 1,700 of our listeners from around the world are part of the listener map, and you could be too. Go to map.freetalklive.com to see what I'm talking about. That's map.freetalklive.com. Continuing the discussion of freak dancing, as it is called. 
where it, it basically it involves um, usually teenagers, I suppose, though I'm sure some adults have engaged in this behavior, uh, where they uh, dance by essentially imitating sexual activity on the dance floor. And it's not really dancing. As you pointed out, Mark, they're pretty much standing still and just well, uh, thumping and gyrating on each it's, other. It's dancing. It's just not really complicated dancing. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, if you go learn the tango at a ballroom um, dancing studio someplace, you're going to spend a lot more time learning it than you would uh, um, your freak dancing basic moves. And and I want to make, make, make something clear. I'm not making fun because I know how to dance or anything. I don't. Um, in fact... I didn't. What did I go to? Maybe one school dance or something like that. The rest of them, as soon as I was old enough, I was working. If if there was a dance, I was working during it. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm not making fun of the kids here for what their method, their how they choose to dance. I just think that the the way they're dancing, this freak dancing, is a direct result, and everything about uh, teenage sexuality in America is a direct result of the suppression. Of sexuality in America. I'm not sure I entirely agree. Um, I think it's a huge factor. I think that a part of it, the factor is uh, raging hormones in teenagers. Okay, yes. And what about um, Europe, where there isn't the uh, the the crackdown on, sec- on teen sexuality? Maybe they or don't sexuality freak dance there. I'll bet they do. <laughs> if, now, you could say that that comes from, I don't know. you know, that it, uh, lots of things move from America to Europe. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, the, it started here because of the uh, crackdown on teen sexuality. And then... Um, you know, just becomes popularized, and so the Europeans do it. But I don't know. I mean, that's an excellent question it, for our European certain... listeners to uh, to answer. But let's go on though with the story here, because we've yet to hear from any of the parents on this issue. This is a, a high school in Orange County, California, that has banned so-called freak dancing. In fact, they've shut down all school dances until they can figure out how to deal with this. But apparently, the principal sent out an email to parents. And, quote, my parents were sending my email to their friends who were sending it to their friends who were sending it to their friends. And all of a sudden I was getting emails from across the country, said the principal. He followed up with an email to uh, with a video presentation of teens pressing the flesh at a winter formal. Parents were shocked. It's basically bumping and grinding, touching and holding onto a female's hips and vice versa. Very vulgar, according to Beverly Lee, whose daughter is a junior at the high school. While parents and teachers mostly supported the dance moratorium, the students initially balked. With steady, uh, with a steady diet of music videos featuring sexually expressive dance routines and revealing clothes, the kids don't understand why adults don't understand. 14-year-old Sarah Saldino says, "We don't really know what else to do. That's basically what we grew up with. In middle school, we were already doing it, uh, doing that and watching TV and seeing that. It's what we know." Junior Thomas Pistone agrees. "Quote: That's our style of dancing. That's how we want to dance. It's not breaking any laws." He's right. Well, it's it's the school's dance, and they get to decide whether they have dances or not. And I I can tell you that uh, at my private school, they would have sure not put up with that crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, as the article points out, every generation has dance styles that seem to offend, from the racy moves of the Roaring Twenties to the pulsating pelvis of Elvis. In some ways, freak dancing is just the next in a long list of teen fads that offend adult sensibilities. But Charles Salter, the principal, begs to differ. Quote, Yes, it might be the only dance they see and think that they know. However, it is inappropriate in a school setting, the principal says. And just like you don't uh, you do not do certain things when you go to church, well, you don't do certain things when you go into court, and you don't do certain things when you come to school. 
The Aliso Nigel principal appears to have started a tidal wave of dance reform. Another high school, other high school students in Santa Rosa received a written warning. Dancing styles that involve intimate touching of the breasts, buttocks, and genitals or that simulate sexual activity are not allowed. So it uh, apparently is spreading from this particular high school. Also in Orange County, chaperones wear no freaking T-shirts. <laughs> I think they're taking it a little far. And I uh, wonder if this is freaking is what the kids call this, because I don't imagine it is. Freak dancing? Yeah, freaking? whatever it is that we... Um, it sounds like that, something the kids would call it. Whatever it is that we're calling it is, is um, you know, the... The equivalent of, of adults saying the old funny duddy version. Mary Jane. Yeah. Well, those kids are out there smoking that Mary grass. Jane. Smoking you know, grass. I mean, it's what we don't have any idea what this is called, I'm sure. And at Weathersfield High School in Connecticut, students have reportedly launched a Freeze the Freak campaign to encourage their peers to find a more respectable way to get their groove on. Back at Aliso Niguel, a dance committee of students, teachers, and parents are putting the final touches on a plan for better behavior on the dance floor in hopes of lifting the ban. Until a defined set of guidelines is in place, Principal Salter is standing firm. There will be no more freak dancing at Aliso Niguel. So parents, is this a problem? And if you believe that this is a problem, what do you think the solution is? Because if kids want to have their little freak dancing sessions they're going to find ways to do it as you pointed out in the movie dirty dancing they went somewhere else Mm -hmm. and as you might imagine there are more than a a handful of teenage parties that go on week after week in this in this country and you can better believe that there are no chaperones around Mm -hmm. and that there are no parents around and unlike at the uh at the school dance there is alcohol served and there's plenty of booty music on the on uh, you know the boombox, and there are people freak dancing, and then maybe they move it into the bedroom. I'm and then maybe you've got a daughter that's getting uh, getting knocked up. So I, I think the the school dance should really be the least of your concerns. That is, if you are one of these parents that's offended by this behavior, well, and one of the parents that allows your kids to go to um, parties. I don't know if a lot of parents are aware that their children are going to parties when they are indeed attending parties. Come on, man. Oh, I, kids I, lie about that stuff. They do. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to Billy's house tonight. But, um, you know, lots of parents have curfews. Uh, I had a curfew right. until I was 18. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't... How much can possibly go on before midnight, right? I just feel like uh, this is all a reflection of the puritanical society that we're in. And, I, again, I would like to hear from uh, the Europeans on this one. But I feel like the, by by parents continually repressing and insisting that kids pretend as though there's no such thing as sex and that well, we don't talk about that around here, Johnny. You know, not teaching your kids about sex and what the risks are and, uh, you know, the other things that go along with it, STDs, babies, and all of that, and not really being upfront with your kids, as so many parents are not in America. I think that this sort of overt sexual behavior on the part of teenagers is one result from that sort of uh, misinformation or total lack of information uh, or suppression, active suppression of information on the part of parents. And I think that this sort of uh, behavior leads to more teenagers getting knocked up. No wonder we have an epidemic of teenage pregnancies in this country. Parents just don't want to talk to their kids about sex. And I think that if we had more of an open attitude about sexuality in America, maybe maybe we wouldn't be going down such a dangerous path. And I think that a lot of kids are in danger of having kids themselves. I would it's be true. interested in saying that, um, seeing what uh, you know, what goes on in Europe. What um, are, do they have a higher incidence of uh, out of wedlock 
uh, you know, teen pregnancy, that kind of thing. I'm not sure. I'm not entirely sure. Does American do American teenagers have more pregnancies than European teenagers? Right. That is an excellent question. If anybody can dig up that information, I don't know where you would begin to look uh, for something like that. Teen pregnancy statistics, maybe worldwide. Maybe we should Google worldwide teen pregnancy statistics and see what that's all about. But I, I, I just feel like if kids were more informed, then and if they were more, I guess. Uh, if par- if parents more, were more open to talking about sex and not looking at sex as being a bad thing, but instead as being a healthy thing that, when done safely, can be very good for people. And if we had sort of I a more... I think it's going to be a long time before you get parents I to agree. go for that crap. I agree. Uh, but all I'm saying is if that was the attitude of most people in this country, I think you would basically see what you would see with, for instance, legal drugs. You would see kids saying, oh, sex... Yeah, I know all about that. That's okay. And then they wouldn't be as obsessed with it as they are today. Am I wrong about that? 1-800-259-9231. Whether you're a teenager or you once were a teenager, you can certainly comment on this. 800-259-9231. The Packaday toll-free line. Your show. You take control. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and it's your show, and you can take control toll-free. 800-259-9231, Friday edition. Ian here with you. And Mark. That's 1-800-259-9231. It is the Packet 8 toll-free line. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Buy some Free Talk Live stuff, like the Free Talk Live hats and T-shirts, uh, classic archives on DVD collector sets, all there at store.freetalklive.com. That's store.freetalklive.com. And don't forget, you can buy virtually anything else you might need in life at amazon.freetalklive.com. Yes, that Amazon. If you enter through that link, though... Amazon.freetalklive.com. Anything you buy, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of. So, great way to get the stuff you need, whether it's a new DVD, book, piece of electronics, uh, let's see, what else? Uh, furniture, groceries, apparel, accessories. It's all there. I mean, pretty much anything you could possibly imagine. Amazon.freetalklive.com. So, the United States. 48.8 births per 1,000 women aged 15 to 19 back in the year 2000. The information coming from Wikipedia did the research during the break, as uh, said we would. And as it turns out, in the developed world, the United States has the highest rate of teen pregnancies. Mm. And that's 48.8 births per 1,000 women aged 15 to 19. That does not count the uh, abortions. If you take the abortions into account... 83.6 pregnancies per 1,000 girls. Now, you compare that birth rate. Let's go back to the birth rate, though. 48.8 births per 1,000 women aged 15 to 19 in well, let's the United go with the, States. Let's go with the pregnancies rather than the um, the, the births. Okay. Uh, yeah, I can do that. I'm just going to have to do a little bit of adding. Uh, let's see. Going to Europe, because you were curious as to do European teens get knocked mm-hmm. up as often? In most cases, no. Uh, there's a, quite a range in Europe, actually. United Kingdom's the highest with 30% um, birthed abortion rate, 21%, so about 50%. Uh, excuse me, not, not, these aren't not percentages. Percent, no. These are 50 per 1,000. Uh, that's 50 per 1,000 in the United Kingdom compared to our 83.6. Now, the low end of, of uh, Europe is Switzerland with a birth rate of 5.5, that's 5.5 births per 1,000. Mm-hmm. They don't actually have data on the abortion rate, but the Netherlands does. 6.2 birth, 3.9 abortion. That's 10 per 1,000 compared to our 80 per 1,000. So there's the, there are the uh, the cold, hard numbers for you. Wow. American teenagers 
get knocked up more often than any other teenagers in the entire developed world. You might be right. And you... I, I believe it has to do with the puritanical society we have. But what do you think? 800-259-9231. Let's go to Joe in, oh, uh, Joe in Ohio. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Joe. What's on your mind? Well, I just wanted to talk about the uh, this um, high school dance thing. Freak dancing, the, uh, as they call it. Huh? The freak dancing? Joe? Yeah. Uh, you guys still there? Yeah, we're here. We hear you fine. Can you? Are you okay? Yeah, I got it now. Okay. So um, go for it. I tuned in kind of late, so I didn't hear uh, how you guys started out talking about it, but I heard the story on uh, the radio the other day. And um, I was kind of trying to think about... Um, trying to think about this thing from a libertarian perspective and the teacher, the, the principal telling them that they couldn't have school dances anymore. Mm -hmm. And um, at first I thought it was great. He's coming down on uh, what to me seemed like immoral behavior. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, well, what about other parents who might not find the behavior so moral? And um, I guess I came to the decision that, you know, if I chose a school based on their disciplinary values, then I would want them to come down pretty hard on that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But if uh, if it's a public school, then I don't think they really have the right to be telling the kids that they can't have dances anymore because they're violating what this principal finds immoral. Well, you certainly, uh, I mean, it certainly would be a case, there'd be no uh, question about the private schools instituting whatever sort of bans and restrictions that they wanted to. They would be doing it based on market demand. If most parents wanted this sort of uh, this freak dancing banned, it would be banned uh, in the case. And I agree, you know, you're right. It's a, it's a government school. Things should be a little more lax. Well, um, And that's why we should get rid of government schools. Let I the market decide. I can tell you what the market is going to decide on this is um, a former show host of ours, Eric the Intern, mm -hmm. a long time ago, he, um, prior to you know him doing the show, one of the things he used to do, because he was always quite an entrepreneur, is he would uh, rent out like the Civic Center or the Kiwanis Hall or something okay. like that and put on a dance for kids, um, you know, a below-ages dance on a regular <laughs> basis. He? he would pa pass out you know, tickets. He'd give them to kids to pass out, give them uh -huh. some, kind of, some kind of incentive to bring other kids, that kind of thing. And um, he would have uh, several hundred kids in you know, the local uh, Lions Club. And um, I'm sure that they were allowed to do whatever the heck they wanted to. And um, I'm sure their parents didn't necessarily know they were there. And right. that's what the free market solution to this is, is that, uh, you know, kids are going to figure out how to do this, whether... Right, they're going to do it whether or not the parents or the schools allow them to. Right, absolutely. So I guess the only question becomes, how if you don't want your kids doing that, how do you monitor them better to make sure that they're not? You, you I guess just you don't lock let them go the anywhere. Yeah, you just don't let them go anywhere. Because if, <laughs> if your kids have a, you know, penchant for this sort of behavior and music, Music and all of that, then you you better believe they're going to be hiding stuff behind your back. That's true. So, Joe, you did you now? You suggested this was immoral. This particular uh, dance style. What exactly is immoral about it? Well, I just I feel like um, I don't know. It just seems to me it seems to encourage uh, sexual behavior out of kids. Now, what would you say to the statistics that we were reading off just before you called in about America having the highest rate of out of um, you know teenage pregnancy um, and you know Europe, where it's a little looser there, um, having much 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 lower rates? Um, I think it would say something about our just like what you guys were commenting on before, how afraid we are to talk about sex in this country. Well, then, uh, is it a little strange that you're suggesting that the kids doing freak dancing is encouraging them to? Uh, be sexualized? I mean, they're already sexualized. That's why they're doing freak dancing. 
the kids well, today are over-sexualized because of, as a result of the se- the sexual suppression going on in this country. Right. It, what what you're upset about is the symptom of the sexual suppression that's going on. So, I mean, you sort of have to uh, step back from the opinion that you have in order to, because I sort of share your opinion. I, yeah. If I was the principal of that school, freak dancing? I don't know. Not not in my school. <laughs> right. I, I share it. I share it too. And um, it's not because I don't want kids dancing in a you know a way like that. I don't want kids getting knocked up. I don't yeah. want kids uh, having their lives ruined by exactly. um, getting pregnant at you know 19 or 18 or 17 and. And I think that the only way to actually prevent this from happening is not to ban freak dancing, but instead to just encourage kids to learn about these things, learn and be open and honest with them about sexual matters, and then maybe they won't be so, uh, you know, intriguing and forbidden like they currently are. Yeah, I agree with that. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, we appreciate the call, sir. Thank you. 800, appreciate your work. Yep, one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You know, my parents didn't tell me squat about sex. Everything I learned about sex, I'd learn from, oh, first of all, watching pornography. That's just the, the mechanics. That's not anything about love or anything like well, that. It's total I fantasy. I didn't learn anything about the mechanics for a long You know, my, my parents didn't tell me that. And then, you know, the Internet was helpful in that you can go and research all kinds of um, detail on that sort of behavior. But really, my parents were of absolutely no help. And had I had the opportunity when I was younger to actually engage in sexual behavior... I, I can't say what I would have done. I could, would say I probably would have taken taken that opportunity. Luckily, I didn't. And luckily, something stupid didn't happen to where I got some girl knocked up, and uh, I probably wouldn't be here today. I can tell you that. Because you get somebody pregnant at 17, and there goes all of your wealth. Whatever little bits of wealth you can create as a teenager, it's gone. And uh, it's gone for the next 18 years. And as, you know, this is a time in kids' life when they're, uh, a kid's life when they're supposed to be learning skills, when they're supposed to be just entering the job market and understanding how to deal with customers and building the, their ability to market themselves in the future. But if they're spending all their time, you know, feeding a kid with a bottle, they're not developing those skills. And I think that's tragic. And I think it all has to, it all stems back uh, to the puritanical basis for this society. And I would love to hear what you think at 800-259-9231. In fact, I would like to hear from one of these people that wants to see this stuff banned. Because that's not the answer. Though you could maybe convince me that it is. I mean, there must be people out there listening that think that way. People that want to prevent their children from freak dancing, want to ban pornography from all over America, want it's to get rid, of, answer. get rid of adult sex clubs and all kinds of and strip clubs and get rid of all things sexual. If Let's just uh, cleanse the whole country of everything sexual. If you're offended by this sort of thing, that's the easy answer. Let's use, ban it? Yeah. Let's use the law to stop this. But it hasn't ever stopped anything you don't like. But the statistics don't bear it out. The law doesn't stop kids from smoking. The law doesn't stop kids from doing drugs. The law doesn't stop kids from dealing drugs. The law doesn't stop kids from freak dancing. It doesn't stop them from getting abortions. It doesn't stop them from having sex. Can we just get real for a moment and actually talk to our kids about adult matters? They, they are young adults, and they're not retarded. You know, they can understand these things. Sex isn't complicated. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Hour number two is on the way. It's Free Talk Live. 
Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live Friday edition, kicking off Hour 2. Ian here with you. And Mark. Toll free, 800-259-9231. You talk about what you want. That's why we call the show Free Talk Live. And that is the Packet8.net toll free line, 1-800-259-9231 for all your voice over IP needs. Packet8.net. Uh, last hour we were talking about, well actually it was a, a fairly long conversation that started out about freak dancing, as they call it, which has been banned from an Orange County high school. Uh, which led into a discussion of the origins of uh, teenage over-sexuality in the United States, which I believe to be a direct result of sexual suppression. That is, parents just not talking to kids in an honest way about sex. In fact, I believe some parents just aren't honest with themselves about sex, and that's probably a result of their parents not talking with them honestly about sex. And that is, and it's, you know, it's a simple message. Sex is fun, sex is healthy, and it's, uh, it's, it's good as long as you're safe about it. If you're not safe, then it can be very, very dangerous, and it can be very uh, harmful, deadly. deadly even, detrimental to one's life. So you have to be very careful with it. But I think it's foolish to believe that, well, if we just ban all sexual films, if we just ban all sex on television and in the movies and ban pornography, if we just ban all of this and ban dirty dancing, it'll all just go away. And then our kids will be pure forever, pure forever until they get married, and then they can have sex all they want. Of course, they don't know anything about it, but, I mean, it's just total fantasy to believe that that's going to be the case. Just as it's total fantasy to believe that your silly laws are going to stop kids from smoking cigarettes, drinking alcohol, doing drugs, or doing anything else that the law supposedly prevents them from doing. But people just don't, they just can't get over their desire to pass more laws. They seem to believe that this stuff works. And it doesn't. In fact, it has the opposite of its intended, of, uh, of the intended effects. Kids are getting, in the United States, kids are getting pregnant at a higher rate, at a much higher rate, twice as high as the most, uh, sexualized, uh, the most sexualized teens in European countries. In fact, many European countries, a far, far lower rate of teenage pregnancy than the United States. Now, teenage in Europe, you can flip on the TV at night in prime time, the family hour, as they call it in the United States. There's Hardcore sex on TV there. Oh, I don't know about hardcore sex. When I was there, you saw naked people. Okay. Topless women. Don't they have sex, though, too? I, I've i heard they do. Okay, well, I didn't see Maybe any... it depends on where you are. Uh, I was in Italy, and I would imagine that that's... There's a lot of it there. They've got uh, sex vending machines in Italy. What do you, what do you buy out of a sex vending a machine? A porno. Is, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> like, sex is a, like a verb. Like a snack, <laughs> like a snack machine. Yeah, okay, gotcha. <laughs> like a snack machine, except for pornos. They've got those. Okay. Uh, they don't have those here. I'm not saying that we should have those here in the United States. All I'm saying is that we should be more open to talk uh, to talking about these things. Because if we would just inform kids instead of keeping them in the dark, maybe they would understand this a little bit better. Maybe they wouldn't be as likely to get involved in dangerous activity, uninformed activity. I mean, there's there are uh, there are programs that the government pays for 
with your taxpayer dollars to encourage kids to not have sex at all. They're called abstinence programs, and they absolutely do not work. You tell kids not to have sex just like you tell kids to not touch the hot stove, and they're going to touch the hot stove, and they're going to have sex. I want to go to the phones. Uh, let's talk to Abe in Arkansas. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Abe. Hello. Hey, what's on your um, mind? Oh, I was just wondering. Now, I found the uh, statistics about the difference between Europe and America very interesting. You know, I've always kind of wondered about, uh, you know, statistics on, you know, parental age, you know, at what age people are starting families and that sort of thing, the differences. And uh, I've kind of gotten the impression, you know, with the more socially conservative folks, despite the fact that they push family, you know, as a big thing, the uh, conservative Republican Party in that way, they, they make that a big deal. But uh, they seem to be, you know, then against this stuff, they more or less push kids to have, uh, you know, families at older and older ages, it seems, because they're pushing, you know, college education and all this stuff, and there's just... No time. It used to be, I think if we look back in history, that people had families at much, much younger ages. It's just not natural in some ways. Wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm a little confused about what you're saying. You're saying that it's not natural to wait until you have a family, uh, to wait until you're older to have a family? Well, yeah. Well, now, wait a minute. That's not fair. Because even though uh, nature may dictate, uh, you, you may be right as far as nature is concerned. I mean, nature dictates yeah. that teenage girls are indeed the most you know, fertile and uh, essentially, as, as I understand it, you know, that's, uh, we only used to live until 35 and 40 at the most, so 15 to yeah. 20 was middle-aged uh, several uh, hundred years ago. Yeah, so I'm not sure. By nature, Women are still growing. Um, I mean, well, like they're, they're filling out their bodies until 18. I, I don't think that, uh, you know, young teenage girls are, you know, ripe for getting pregnant. I think that they should, uh, you know, the, the best times are probably in their early 20s. But what he's well, saying, yeah. though, is is true in that in in teenage, late teenage years, they're they're pretty much uh, at their peak as far as um, having babies is concerned. So is it natural? Okay, maybe. Does that make it the right thing to do or the best thing to do? Heck no. Uh, we've managed to surpass what nature's, uh, I guess, uh, length of time was is supposed to be that we're supposed to live for. Extended it from 35 to 70 now, and and growing and getting longer. Um, and so, no, we shouldn't be doing what's natural. We should do what's right for the creation of wealth and for a long and happy life. And if you want to have a long, happy, wealthy life, you shouldn't be having kids until you are financially secure on your own, until you're able to make the decision to say, okay, yeah, I got my house, I got my cars, they're paid for, now I can have a kid. You absolutely shouldn't be having a kid before the age of uh, of 26, and in my opinion, 30, uh, unless you're absolutely prepared for it. Oh, I think people should have kids when they want to have kids. Okay, I see what you're saying, Mark, but they might want to have a kid uh, when they're on their, you know, right before their period and they're ovulating. Plenty of girls get baby crazy at that time, and that's not exactly the right time to have a kid. I'm not sure that I entirely agree with what you're saying. You don't agree um, that girls get baby crazy? Uh, well, they they do, and they're yeah. supposed to, um, right? Because it's natural, well, right? I, and you're saying that somehow that it's not a good thing to um, have babies in your early twenties. No, and it's I, not. I would entirely disagree. Um, you know, some what? people some people want to have babies in their early twenties, and they should be able to do that. Yeah, okay. I'm not saying they should be prevented by and law. I, I I'm think not going to stop them. I think your advice isn't that great. 
I mean, wait until what? What's wrong with the advice that I'm giving out? Wait until you're ready. Wait until you've got enough wealth built up. What? Jump the gun and have kids before you even got a bank account? You're what more are you like, talking you're about? You're more likely to have a healthy child if you have it in your early twenties. Abe, your thoughts? I think that uh, part of the problem is our increase in age, and also the change in the uh, the way the market works. Uh, people are not able to, you know, get good jobs. I think these days it's pushed that you have to have some elitist, you know, college education, and you just can't go out and find, you know, a good apprenticeship and learn a skill easily anymore. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I don't think people should go out and have kids till, you know, they're in their 20s or, you know, closer to 30 or whatever necessarily either, especially the way as long as we're living these days. But it seems that uh, there's kind of a, a double standard when it comes to some of that stuff with the uh, more socially conservative folks. And and the double double standard is what exactly? Can you run that by me again? Well, they seem to push that uh, you know the whole family thing, and a lot of times they do to a certain extent. I guess their families kind of you know deal with uh, you know crises internally in the family and mm-hmm. such. If there's that kind of problems, but uh, you know when they try to push it on other people, it becomes an issue when uh, you know there's not uh, you know a free market out there where people can. Uh, easily uh, take their kids and still learn and get a good education or learn a good skill set you know, at the right time for them. Very good, Abe. Thank you for the call. You deal with your family, I'll deal with mine. 800-259-9231. That is the Pack-A-Day toll-free line. Look, Mark, if you believe the right time for a girl to have a baby is 21, okay, you might be right as far as nature is concerned. But we've also got medical technology that makes it so having a baby at 28 or 30 isn't a big deal anymore. It's not a big deal, but you're still statistically more likely to have a healthy child if you have it are in your you early really, 20s. Are you really seriously con- uh, advising people who are 21 have it, have children? Everybody is different. You are out of your mind. 800-259-9231. You think Mark's right about this? It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and it's your show. You can bring up whatever you want toll-free, 800-259-9231, the packet8.net toll-free line. That's 1-800-259-9231, and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features on the site are for free. The bulletin board system included, that's over 140,000 posts that await you there on the BBS, and over 1,200 people interacting. Lots of fun stuff and serious issues to be discussed there, all for free. At freetalklive.com, and Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project's First 1,000 Pledge. Are you just going to talk about freedom, or are you going to start living it now? Learn how the First 1,000 Pledge can make it happen today at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org, as uh, I'm still not done with this, Mark, considering the outrageous uh, suggestion that you made in the last segment. You suggested that people should get pregnant and have kids uh, and in their early 20s, should they want to. Should they want to. That's correct. Yeah. Well, if that's what they want to do, I'm certainly not going to stop them. But I think it's pretty, uh, I think it's pretty sad that you're encouraging that sort of behavior, Mark. I think it's sad. Just because you want to have a 21-year-old girl you can knock up doesn't I, mean that that's the right thing for people to do I when they're in that age I think it's sad that you think for a second that the way you think about the world is the right way. Okay, let's look at it. Um, let's look at it in reality's terms, Mark. When kids get out of high school, many of them go off to college. Presuming they haven't been knocked up at age 18, they'll probably go off to college because some do, to, some don't. Well, according to statistics, if you do get knocked up before you get out of high school, you're much less likely, for obvious reasons, to not move on to any sort of uh, secondary education. 
So let's presume you get out of high school without getting knocked up and you move on to college and uh, you're in the midst of your college career when you, whoopsie, you get all pregnant and then life completely changes. In fact, now, are you saying that people should plan their pregnancies at 21 or that they should just go ahead and have the kids if they happen to get pregnant at 21? Well, I think you know as well. I think you understand that I would say that um, people that are very much for having kids when they're young Mm -hmm. and plan it out and have a lifestyle set up for that. Um, My cousin did it, um, and she's had – she had – I think three kids by the time she was 26. Yeah. Um, one of them was Who paid uh, for all that? special, her husband and um, her family. Oh, and her family. So what? I her, see. Her parents wanted her to have kids. That's what they wanted. I mean, well, everybody was life. in agreement. Great. You get to have some kids and uh, that's your life. What that's be? what they want. That's, that's what, what some people. Wanted. That's what some people want for their lives, Ian. Look, if that's some what you people want to have kids. Well, people that have kids okay. say it's extraordinarily fulfilling. Yeah. Well, you may you may be right about that, but that's also something they tell themselves. I know a guy who's in his late forties, and he has two kids, and he would tell you to your face, and he absolutely believes it that he loves his kids. Sure. They're great. They're a great part of his life. But he would also tell you. That he would, uh, if he had the opportunity to do it all over again, no way in hell would he have those kids. So he's dissatisfied with his life. No, what difference not, does not, that make? Not at this point. He likes what he's got, but he believes it would have been better had he not had kids at an, at an early age. Many, many people have kids without having gone to college. They, you know, the mm-hmm. wife stays home, takes care of the kids, and you know, that's the life they want, and they should be able to have it if they want it. If that's what they want, fine. If that's what you want, I think you should reconsider it, because if you want a wealthy life, if you want a life where you're able to raise your kids to where you've actually got you know, a little leeway, maybe a little bit of extra money at the month instead of scraping together the bills and having to go and talk to mommy and daddy and grandma and grandpa to get, the, you know, get a subsidy in order so you can raise your kids. If you're looking for a life where you can be self-sufficient on your own or with your partner, then maybe you should really consider heeding my advice instead of doing what Mark suggests, and that is just go ahead and get yourself knocked up before you're even out of college. I That's say, crazy talk. I say if you wait for the right time financially, it's never going to be the right time. What are you talking and about? And why would you ever take advice about having kids from somebody who has a vasectomy at age 23? Uh, this is sensible advice, Mark, okay. and I'm sure plenty of our listeners agree with it. What, what my advice is for some reason less uh, applicable than your advice, <laughs> Mr. 35-year-old? I've never had kids either, well, I so haven't who had are you? Kids huh? Because I don't want them. Okay, well, nor have I. And I ensure that I won't have kids. Then why would you assume to give advice to people about waiting? I'm talking about people who want to have kids and why it's better to have them when you're prepared to have them. Wait a minute. What I'm telling you is you're never going to be prepared. You can never have enough money. What are you talking about? You can never have enough money. Then why would anybody have kids? Because they, they are motivated to have kids. Well, kids cost money, Mark. Each and one I don't of them know about costs, you, each but one I don't of them want to pay welfare for these kids. Do each, you? I, I would have totally agree. Each one of them costs a quarter million dollars a piece, according mm-hmm. to the statistics. So why wouldn't you want so to why, wait till you have money? Well, you very well should have a million dollars in the bank if you're going to have kids. So? So nobody's ever going to have a million dollars in the bank, Ian. Well, so we're never going to have kids. Both, you and I both know that that $250,000 is over an 18-year time span, so you don't need to have it all at once. However, how is it you can make the claim that you're never going to be ready to have kids? Because what, you, you think people are completely incapable of planning their lives? Look, not everybody lives on the edge like you, Mark. Some people actually look into the future and make plans for themselves. I you don't think people can stick to their plans and their goals? 
What? You're just insulting people here at this point. All I'm telling you is that if you plan to, if you're saying you've got to have enough money, that's not... That's not good advice because you can never have the right amount of money. You can never be far enough in your career. You can never have saved Why enough not? money. Why can't you because set a goal and say, I need to have an this amount of money? It's per- goal. No, it's not. You yes, say, I need to have this amount of money How per much? year coming in How much? to have a kid. How much? I haven't done the research to determine what that number is, but I would presume that if you were going to want to have a kid, you could do that sort of research. Lots of people have kids. Bucks a year, Lots of people have enough. kids below the poverty line. Yeah, and then they go on welfare. And Look, then they go to mommy and daddy and grandma and grandpa. So what if they like go to their family? Cousin did, so what? And have them kick so in. What? So what? It makes them irresponsible little brats who have kids. That's why. That's what the problem is. I think what you're saying is ridiculous. I think it's absolutely ridiculous that Let's you're just encouraging have nothing people. Thirty-five-year-olds having kids around. You're encouraging people to get knocked up when they're not ready, and that's ridiculous. I'm How tellin- dare you? I'm telling you that you can never be ready. You can never have enough money. That's, you can never and that's be far enough in your career. Insult. You're also insulting anybody out there who's ever set a goal for themselves. You can't ever be ready. Huh, you don't know what your life's all about. Once they've reached you know, that goal, they realize, wow, there's still things for me to achieve. Uh-huh. I guess I better not have kids. I still have things to achieve. Okay, now that's total supposition on your part, and you've got absolutely nothing to back it up. And you, because, what do you have behind? You've um, got to be. Know how you've to set be goals. Good. I know how to set goals, and when I reach certain goals, I can reward myself. So if I were to set a goal that I want to have a kid by the age of 30, provided I'm making a certain amount of money, then I would go ahead and decide to do that. But sort you of can't thing. even tell me what you think that amount of money should be. That's because I don't want to have kids. So what? Uh, you think I can just think it up on the spot? I would expect that somebody who is considering a serious life-changing event, like adding a child to their life, would consider this a little more seriously than, oh, I need a $35,000 a year. Look, just pull a number out of the hat. Look, kids... Um, the, uh, the kid, the cost of kids changes. I mean, it's all different. You can you okay can feed adjust them. for inflation. Then you can feed them based. You can feed them generic food. You can feed them uh-huh. gourmet food. Yeah. You can clothe them in Tommy Hilfiger. <laughs> you can clothe them in regular clothes. Yeah. I mean, costs are different. Okay, each individual can make their own decision. Oh my God, are you kidding me? That people can make a decision when that's they have kids? That's what I've been saying the whole time. Oh please, that's, that's not what, what I've been, been saying, saying the You've whole been saying, time. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, that's my suggestion, Mark, because it makes sense. Because if you do it when you don't have enough wealth built up, then you have to go to either the taxpayers via welfare or mommy and daddy. My advice is make a plan and... You oh, know, now you're advising a... people plan? Sure. That's, that's what, what I've been, been saying advising. all along. No, you no, haven't. You're just telling you people you shouldn't have kids until you have a freaking million dollars in that's the bank. That's not what I said. That's what it sounds like you're I saying said, to me. I said wait until you're uh, financially, financially secure. Able. Yes. That's right. Who's financially secure? Financially secure is a... It's, people... it, it's a fiction. What? It's fiction. What are you talking about? Look, your house could burn down, your cars could all break in one day, your spouse could die. Financially secure is fiction. More's on the way. This is your show. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231, the Packet 8 toll-free line. 
1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features on the site, we give them away. And that does include the Shrine of Female listeners. Dozens and dozens of ladies have sent us their validated photo, meaning that they're proving that they listen to the show in the picture. You can see what I mean by going to shrine.freetalklive.com. See it for yourself. Shrine.freetalklive.com. And, of course, ladies, you are invited to become part of the Shrine, to become a Free Talk Live Shriner. Uh, as we go to the phones and to the fun, to the amplifier line, and Rob in Georgia, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Yeah, uh, I'm just hearing you guys talk about this stuff, and I agree with both of your points somewhat, and I think kind of to tie it back to the main theme of your show, my, my general rule of thumb is that anytime you see a human problem which is fairly widespread and isn't obviously caused by a national a natural disaster, you can usually assume that government is behind it. <laughs> I would and, agree with uh, you. This is actually no exception. I think that one of the reasons, Ian, why you're thinking the way that you're thinking about having children later has to do with the warping of the market caused by government schools, massive government subsidies of higher education, and government interference in the market so that people really can't be established and successful by the time they're in their early 20s when a woman is more physically uh, uh, better prepared to have a child. A woman, I believe, medically should have a child prior to the age of 27, I think is the best advice that I've seen doctors. Mm-hmm. I think that's an excellent point. I hadn't even thought about that. For instance, if what uh, what you're saying is if we had private education, we did not have government schools dumbing down kids, keeping them essentially adult children up until they get out of college. Uh, if we didn't have these adult children, these illiterates graduating from high school, then we could actually have people, um, kids, with a what is it, currently a high school education at maybe age 11 or 12, getting out oh, and graduating sure. college I, I, I at think... 14. Absolutely. I think that I think that absent all the government interference, just about any 18-year-old you find would be ready to have a, a, a would be ready to have a family in the society which was involved. Um, yeah, and that that 18-year-old would have been probably in the workforce for five, six, seven oh, years. Very, very well could be. So I think that that is one that is definitely one issue. And then also, Ian, I think that you are making a bit too much of an emphasis on the maximization of wealth. Now, if that is a major Thing in your life, man, you probably should avoid having children. You definitely should evaluate, you definitely should evaluate your opportunity costs in terms of when you're going to have your children. But it depends on, I mean, it depends on where your head is, really. There are, there are people who value having a family to such an extent that that is one of the areas in which their happiness lies. The same thing that drives people who might live a life of, um, you know, where they're doing a lot of charitable work, maybe not maximizing their wealth, but that's maximizing their happiness. There are people like that. Um, oh, no, so no, I, I, totally, I totally understand that. And, and if that's what they want to do with their lives, just pump out babies and raise kids, then that's fine. They should be able to do that. But don't come to me looking for a handout when that's what you've chosen to do. You should be oh, absolutely I, I able to handle that. I completely, I completely concur with that. So, so I when I say you should be able to handle... When I say you should be able to ha- uh, handle having kids, then that means that you should keep it to your darn self. And if you can't handle it, that means you do need a little bit more wealth first. That's all. I'm not saying you have to go crazy and generate. I I completely agree with you, but I also agree with Mark in the sense that, and this is something that I have definitely experienced and 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 talked to many people about as well. That you if you if you if you make it up in your mind that you're going to wait until you're financially ready, if you really won't do it. I mean, hmm. that's just the way it works out. You you just won't. Why There's do you think that is? Something financially that's missing before you have that child. I mean, 
it, 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 it just it just won't happen. Everybody I know who had children, even the people who waited for for some sort of uh, they say you'd never get to that point. There's always something because the drive to to, to make money, and there's always something missing financial people. It's the nature of people to always want to improve themselves, and there's always something that's just not... I could see, the, the point that I could see that would absolutely back that up is that people tend to spend their incomes, but if they didn't spend their incomes, I could absolutely see people me, uh, meeting financial goals and going ahead with that. Well, if I people would just get uh, over that spend, uh, spend factor. I don't think most people um, set goals for when they're going to have kids. They just say, I'm going to hold off until I'm financially ready, like you've given that that's, advice. Right, that's not good. That's not good. I, I, but that's, but I, that's what your advice, advice sounds no, no, like. No. My advice was setting specific goals. And then you asked me, well, what should the goal be? And I said, well, I'm no, not setting those it goals. Wasn't those, it, your advice wasn't that until I started arguing with you. And then you know, it began to firm up. Okay, but, well, there you go. That's still my advice. It's my advice, too. Set a goal and um, go for it. I mean, if you don't, but, you know, don't shit your goal too high. I don't think that it matters that much. I don't think you have to be rich to have kids. Obviously not. But you should at least be comfortable. Do you agree, Robert? Well, I, I think that I, I definitely think that you should have some, some money in the bank. I mean, you, should, you shouldn't be living from hand to mouth and then trying to bring another, trying to bring another mouth in there <laughs> to, right. to try to feed. I mean, that wouldn't be fair to you. Or the child. Nor is it fair to mom or dad or grandma and grandpa. I mean, you can say all you want about how some families encourage children and everything like that, but still, it's. I think that people would get a whole, uh, much better sense of self worth if they could do it by themselves. I mean, so. I would, I would agree with, I would agree with that. I don't think that most people have a. I don't think most people grow up in an in environment where you actually are going to be having children, quote unquote, by yourself. I mean, it's always expected. At least uh, in my family, was that that grandparents do help out with certain aspects, not in terms of providing money or having the kids stay there for a long time, but like you know, going to grandma for the oh for the sure sure well that's you know that's absolutely the every so often. That's, that's the family normal. thing sure and and that's understandable. But it seems to me that the earlier you have kids in life, like you know, if you're 17, then then an undue burden is going to go on to mom and grandma. If you're 21, yeah, you were, you know, Michael Dale being like a millionaire by the time you're 17. Exactly. And, and which is, which, as you pointed out at the beginning of your call, and I thought it was great, and Rob, thank you for the call. We appreciate hearing from you. As you pointed out, if we would just get the government out of education, we'd have mature kids in their, in their early to mid-teens. We'd have kids graduating college at 15, 14, 16, people with master's degrees probably at 18. I mean, seriously. I, I don't I'm doubt joking? that. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt for a second that if you allowed the free market to um, get involved in education, that uh, people would graduate high school at different times, um, that they would go through college at different times, and because that they, today, they would certainly be able to. Today, what you have is a bunch of adult children. These kids are, um, a lot of them just illiterate when they get out of high school. Some of them move on to college where they're babied, and we talked about the helicopter parents not long ago, these parents that sort of hover over their children's lives to protect them from the schools and the jobs, and, oh, we've got to take care of our kids all the way up till they're 30. Uh, no, they, they, so it's encouraging these kids to be irresponsible. They're shielded from the real world. Some of these kids are graduating college with absolutely no idea what the real world is all about. If we could get them into the real world by the time they're 14 instead of by the time they're 24, that would give them such a greater opportunity to create wealth for themselves. And you, you can sideline wealth if you want, but wealth is a, a, a variety of different factors. In, in some people's lives, 
kids could be considered wealth. Okay, wealth has a lot to do yeah. with. At, uh, in, in an agrarian society, that would be true. Even more so. Yes, you're right. Let's go to the phones. Kate in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Kate. Hello. Hi. Hey. Am I on? You are. What's on your mind? Well, I've been listening to you guys talk about having children, and I just have to put a stop to it, first of all, <laughs> okay. because you're both right. I think that you can have children when you're 20, and you can have children when you're 30, and it all has to do with your work ethic. Uh, for a lot of people, having children changes their lives, and even if they're sure. 20 or 21 or 22, they become the type of person that they always wanted to be, and in turn, a great parent and able to provide for themselves. So I think you guys are you were yelling at each other a little while ago, and I'm standing here in the kitchen with my children thinking. <laughs> what a bunch of idiots. <laughs> right. Well, that's exactly. if, you can, if you can take care of yourself at 21. And the, a lot of these kids don't even know about paying rent yet at 21. I mean, look at the right, kids we kicked out of this house, again. Mark. You learn that real fast, though, when you have a child. You learn it real fast. If you're 21 years old and you have a child, you learn it real fast. Oh, I agree with you because you're highly motivated. Yeah, I mean, you're thrown to the wolves. But I don't know if that's the best way to learn it. You will learn it. Most most people do. That's true. Most kids are accidents. Good parents, regardless of their age. I don't know if all of them learn to be good parents. (laughs) Some of them were abused by their parents, and they pass on that abuse, and it's really sad. Thank you for the call, Kate. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. That's the toll-free number. You take control of the airwaves. Packet 8 toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Are you ready for the retail war? We'll tell you about it coming up. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Toll-free, 800-259-9231. The Packet 8 toll-free line. That's 1-800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Mark. And we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features on the site, we give them away. freetalklive.com. Hey, Mark, I was looking at the uh, Podcast Alley Top 10 and shocked. I was shocked to see that we are within striking distance now of the number one show. Now, this is, uh, this is really unusual. The number of votes we've gotten this month is the highest number of votes we've gotten in as many months as I can recall. We're well over 800 votes the last time I looked. Wow. And the other shows only got 800-something votes as well. Again, this was yesterday or the day before that I looked, so it might have gone up a little bit since then. Us crying for votes sure worked. Well, um, a downsized DC definitely stepped forward and uh, came through for us. Our listeners, of course, come through every single month. But what we need to do right now is everybody who has voted at vote.freetalklive.com. See what you can do to get convince another person to vote for Free Talk Live. Just see if you can get some of your online friends or email buddies or something like that, family members, to head over to vote.freetalklive.com. Wow, it's only 60 votes. Yeah, that's a, that's a, not a big difference at all. So with that sort of a, a difference, we're going to be pushing it all the way to the end of the month. See if we can finish this month at number one for the first time ever. That would be great. Uh, it would be awesome. It is within our grasp. And if you go to vote.freetalklive.com, you can help us out. And this is important because if we're number one, and we're number two, and that's good, but if we're number one, even more people will come and listen to this program and therefore be exposed to the message of freedom and liberty. And, and that's only a good thing. Yep. So head over to vote.freetalklive.com and cast your vote for Free Talk Live. Well, good news coming up. I mean, we're talking about being parents and everything. There's good news for parents and everybody else that's going to be doing some shopping this holiday season. But first, we're going to the phones, to the fun. Matt in Israel, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Yeah, hi. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you, Matt. What's on your mind? Okay, well, I was wondering, uh, I'm, I listen to the show passionately, and you know, I follow it every week, and I heard you, Ian, you said something that I found really 
I really identify with. You said that you want to live your life as a good person and not to harm anyone else in your way. Mm -hmm. Do you remember something like that? Yeah, that's generally a, a sort of a libertarian philosophy, sure. Mm -hmm. So I was wondering, uh, what do you feel about animal rights? Uh, well, we've actually discussed this recently on the show. As far as animals having rights, I'm not sure mm -hmm. if animals have rights. I'm not even sure if humans have rights. I'm not sure about the whole rights concept in general, but where were you going with that line of questioning? Well, I was just wondering, I mean, don't you think that uh, I'm vegan myself, mm. uh, personally, so to me, to consider eating an animal is kind of violating her I do see that they have rights, and I do think that human beings have rights. I don't think that it's right to kill someone, so I don't think it's right to kill an animal. Is it right well, for an animal to kill another animal? Well, that's something different. They're Why? animals. We're not. Oh, I see. So there is a difference then. Well, um, uh, yeah, there is a difference. Well, let, let me explain to you why. It's 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 a question of accepting a certain amount of faith, not not religious faith, but mm -hmm. I do believe that human beings are capable of rising above their nature, as when animals are not. I mean, animals are animals. We are more intelligent than that. So, shouldn't we use that intelligence to good purposes? Well, That's the way I see it. I I understand what you're saying, and um, your choice is perfectly viable, and it's one that I've thought about a great deal. But mm -hmm. at the same time, um, if uh, my cat, Senior Grouchy Pants, was uh, big enough, he'd eat me for dinner. And um, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, he absolutely would. <laughs> and um, it, so I just sort of – I think that puts us on a different scale, like that um, in the sense that, you know, we're on a um, – I don't even know how to describe it, a nature, um, you know, an as-nature scale with animals, whereas with humans, we have to treat them as as though we would want to be treated. I mean, mm -hmm. if you apply the one to the other, then they're not going to reapply it to you. The expectation that I have in applying, you know, um, the golden rule to you is that you will, in fact, reapply it to me. And once you don't, then I don't apply it to you anymore. I put you in jail. Yeah, I can understand it, but I mean, if you take, I mean, the, most of the animals we eat won't eat us. I mean, a cow won't eat you. Understood, but they live in they live in the <laughs> world state of, of nature. nature. It's a state of nature, yeah. So basically, um, I um, like what tastes good, and I'm going to eat what tastes good. And I've tasted vegetarian food, and I've seen vegan food, and I have just no mm -hmm. interest in that. And uh, animals make my life better. <laughs> um, by we can we can test uh, products on animals without putting humans in jeopardy. Uh, we can use animals to to feed ourselves and uh, and enjoy life better. And if that's you know if I, to me that's not a problem, I don't have any issue with that. Would I be out there snapping chickens' necks? No. Would I be out there slaughtering cows? No. It's not for me. Not interested in in doing that. Um, I like mm -hmm. animals. I like um, I like dogs and cats. And I, I I used to have a dog and very protective of her. And I would I would be absolutely um, outraged if someone were to bring uh, harm to her but the reason for that is because she's my dog and uh, i own her now how do you feel about owning animals as a vegan well i'm i'm not like you won't find me in, in PETA or anything i'm completely against those guys okay those guys are fanatics but uh yeah i, I am the owner of my dog yeah i That's have good. a beautiful dog and i am her owner because i feed her and i give her shelter and i give her everything but so i'm not obsessive about that i'm not viewing animals as complete equals to human beings because that's not the case we're more intelligent we're more strong i mean just look at the fact that we can even do mm -hmm. this thing to animals we I mean we can sure. have a mess 
mass industry of murder for animals because we are more powerful than them. It's just a matter of, you know, using the way you use your power. That's the way I view it. Sure, and some alien race could come here, uh, you know, next week and start slaughtering humans wholesale because they're more powerful than us. And, uh, oh, well, (laughs) what you going to (laughs) do? That's life, man. It's the food chain. That's how it works. And uh, I'm sorry, I just couldn't possibly bring myself uh, to start eating as a vegetarian, let alone a vegan. That stuff is just, ugh. Tasteless. Well, <laughs> you just right. didn't taste it right. I have to say, you just didn't taste it right. Yeah. You, I mean, you they didn't prepare your food well. But now, anyway, now vegan thanks. means you don't believe in molesting animals for food too, right? You don't eat eggs. You don't eat milk. Yeah, that's right. So, um, so what do you have against molesting animals? Uh, what, what do you mean when you say molesting? Well, I mean, you, you don't well, eat eggs and you don't eat milk. It's no, not no, killing. No, no animal has died in the production of an egg or, or milk. Oh, but it's a terrible suffering, and believe me, I live in a rural area. I can see the places what? where the, where the I can see the places where the milk the, the cows. And I, can see it. I, I don't. I this is well, wait. My my uncle had a dairy farm. I grew up uh, next uh, just down the street from a dairy well, farm. Can you could you, smell it on a good you, day. I, yeah, I can. T- I can tell you. I grew up here, and things have changed dramatically. If you were to talk to me about milk ten years ago, it wouldn't be the same today. Today, the way that it's industrialized. It's it is terrible. What I mean, about like the, can, the free-range whole milk that you can get uh, from farms nearby? Would you drink that? You know, where they, where I, a farmer, I, you know, hooks a cow up to a little silver thing and and they aren't encaged; right. they're able to walk around. I I never heard about that. Well, how about free-range it's just chicken? It's it. just normal. It's just normal milk. That I mean. To, to me, milk has gotten from cows that walk out of a out of the dairy during the day. They walk back in. They're milked by a little silver machine that you know sucks on the teats mm-hmm. and gets the milk out. That's what and I've seen. Gives them infections. What's That's that problem? Well, now, now, them... now, that, now, okay, this may be a problem with some dairy places, but it's certainly not a problem with all of them. And if it is a problem, then it should be uh, done. It should be gotten rid of on a boycott basis to outline those. That's companies. what he's doing. He's he's boycotting. He's he's boycotting. I but, am boycotting. <laughs> but are you doing it publicly? Are you you know are you? Targeting... He told us he's a vegan. But wait a minute. But see, the problem is you're you're not targeting specific companies. You're just saying all milk is bad. Oh, no, uh, because because I do believe I do believe that 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 is my belief. Look, I'm not. So is it that, so? But but if that's your belief, then you're saying that it's not possible to milk a cow in a safe, uh, a safe fashion. Maybe it is the 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 point is it's not safe now, and it is a general problem. Look, and for me per, and for me personally, for me personally, yeah, I don't feel comfortable with. Uh, it is to some form, uh, to some degree, an ex- exploitation of animals. And that's my belief. Look, I'm not I'm not going out and you know and protesting and shutting out farmers out of business. I live next to them. They're in my community. Right. I know that you have two sides to the issue. I mean, well, I'm not what I was going to gonna suggest was that if you could find a mm-hmm. farmer that does treat their animals in a way that you believe is okay, that you would promote their business, that you would use their products and help look to get help look, them succeed. Look, I can I can tell you something. My my neighbor he had he, he had raises cows. Mm-hmm. You know, he has a I don't know how you call it. I lost the word in English. Ranch. But, uh, um. Yeah. We got you got to wrap this up in like thirty seconds. No problem. Well, I can tell you one thing. He's a good guy. He's a really decent guy. And I talked to him and he said, look, he said this to me, look, I know it's brutal. I see it every day. I know it's brutal, but what can I do? You know, this is what my dad did. This is the way we we make a living. And this is just the way it is. So 
basically that is the way it is. I think Mel- if more people were demanding that it was less brutal, you would see less brutality. You would see a change in the industry. Just like they have the uh, dolphin-safe nets out there. Right. If, but if you just go away and you don't buy the products at all, then uh, you're not going to make a big difference because everybody else is going to continue buying milk because they don't see the process and they aren't concerned with it. And by ignoring it and supporting the vegan companies, you're not supporting the, the milk providers that are doing things on a safe basis. And I find it hard to believe that they're all, there hurting, their, that they're all hurting their cows. I find that hard to believe. And thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Hour number three is on the way. The retail price war kicking off for the holiday season. More details coming up. Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is the Friday edition of Free, uh, Free Talk Live, and we're kicking off hour number three. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want toll-free, 800-259-9231. That would be the Packet 8 toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can also join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features on freetalklive.com are completely free on the house. Again, freetalklive.com. It's time for a price war, Mark. Yes, the holiday season is heating up, and this gets, I don't know why, but I just get so excited about uh, about retail uh, fights that happen here <laughs> between the big giant retailers. Uh, the, the, you just like Black Thursday or whatever it is. It's uh, Black Friday, Friday. Friday, yeah. It is the day that uh, retailers uh, get into the black after an entire year of selling in the red, allegedly. I don't believe that crap. Yeah. <laughs> allegedly. And uh, I, I, of course, get really excited then because people go crazy. The market's just, it's so interesting to watch. It's so fascinating to watch the uh, the stores competing, slashing prices, people coming in, standing in lines like they were for the PlayStation 3, as they will do again on Black Friday for the special deals. And of course, I love talking about that, love hearing those stories. As we get closer, uh, we'll certainly discuss that more. But uh, two weeks in advance of Black Friday, which is where we are right now, so mm-hmm. two weeks out, Things are already getting hot and heavy in the retail world. According to ABC News, Walmart is promising its deepest holiday discounts ever. And when the world's largest retailer makes a move like that, other stores like Target are basically forced to follow. And, of course, that could be good news for you this holiday season. Usually stores wait until the day after Thanksgiving to roll out their deepest discounts. But Walmart has already slashed prices four times since mid-October. The company says it's cut the prices of 10,000 different items in every single one of its stores. That's that's just huge. I wonder uh, if they're all gifty items for Christmas, or are they um, supposed to be uh, just things that people use in a, every day? I don't know. You know I don't know either. I, I'm, I'm sure you could go get the list, and you probably find that both is the case. Uh, with Walmart hyping its earliest ever holiday price cuts in the company's biggest ever holiday ad campaign, Competitors are responding, and the best news for consumers, the retail giant and its rivals say they aren't done yet. Quote, retailers are competing with each other like crazy. As a result, prices are getting slashed. Now, oh, I, I love it when prices get slashed. I don't understand how Target um, competes, because Target is a higher-end um, Walmart, essentially. Well, now, in general, Target sells more trendy, 
higher-end uh, products, more mid-level to higher-end products. Right. But that's not to say Walmart doesn't sell mid-level products either. Walmart has been adopting a more higher-end, uh, I guess, mentality over recent years. I mean, they aren't exactly a mid, mid-level to high-end store, but they, there are, they are getting flat-screen TVs. They're getting in more sort of high-ticket <clears throat> items. Well, when, I, um, when I go to Walmart, and uh, you know, this, this reveals what a uh, snotty bastard I am. I go, I go into Walmart and I think to myself, I'm going to be saving like the regular folks. You, you know, do not. I do absolutely. Really? That's how I you feel when scumbag. I go to Walmart. What? That's how I feel when I go into Walmart. Whereas when I go to Target, I think to myself, now these people are selling crap for me. <laughs> it's just, it's what I think. Well, anyway, with <laughs> retailers uh, slashing prices, to gauge just how deep the discounts are, ABC News' consumer correspondent Elizabeth Leamy shopped for four popular items at a Virginia Walmart and the competing Target just 10 miles down the road. A 20-inch Philips flat-screen television went for $378 at Walmart, about $75 less than at electronic stores. So again, Walmart sells similar products, it's just that they've got this bulk buying power. They are Walmart, and when Walmart says it, you better jump. Like, if Walmart says jump and you're a supplier, you're a vendor... You better jump or you're out the door and your competitors' products are on the shelves instead. Yeah, I would say that's true. So when Walmart comes to you and says, hey, we're going to drop the price of your uh, television here uh, 5% this year, and you better drop your cost to us 5% as well, or you're done, buddy, then they listen. You better figure out a way to drop that And they cost. figure it out. Yeah. And, and in fact, Walmart, we actually did a story about them, and we're not sponsored by Walmart or anything. I've got problems with the way they do you're some of their business. You're a huge fan. The, I think overall, they benefit uh, the American consumer far more than they harm. But n- there are some critiques I have of them. I don't like their censorship policies. Uh, there's some other problems that I have with Walmart. But nonetheless, what they do for business is incredible. When they come to the companies and their vendors and say, you need to drop your prices by 1% or 2% or whatever, because every year they uh, or every year or so, they lower their prices on all kinds of items. Right. And they can't do it on food and that sort of thing. But they, they do it on food. They came to. Uh, they came to. Uh, w- that was what the article was about. It was about a big jar of pickles they had on their. Uh, you know, in their midway display. Pickles they, are getting cheaper over time. I think not. Um, lots of foods uh, getting cheaper over time with you know mass um, quantities being manufactured. Uh, anyways, there's different ways that they've done it. What they'll do is they'll send in their Walmart. Um, their business executives basically to the vendor and they'll Gestapo. they'll audit them they'll audit like Lee Jeans they'll audit these big companies you know and they'll say hmm you know what you could do this better and save yourself this percentage and then you could pass that savings on to us so we could pass it on to the consumers they'll they'll literally go through their warehouse look at the way they do business and say here's how you can do it the Walmart way we have a few things we'd like to talk to you about <laughs> Well, anyway, Target's apparently catching on and catching up because uh, the TV that they bought at Walmart was $378. The same, pri- uh, the same television at Target, $379.99. A Canon PowerShot camera costs $148.94 at Target, a $50 discount off of electronics chains. Target competing at $149.99. So Walmart charged uh, $15 for the Monopoly, uh, Monopoly Here and Now game, about half off the regular price. Target charged just $0.09 cents more. Dora the Explorer's Magic Castle was 44.64 at Walmart, while Target was charging 44.99. Target has pledged to match Walmart's prices, and sure enough, the bill from the two stores was almost identical, uh, with Target's bill just being four dollars more. Well, I know where I'll be going to shop then. Where? 
Target. Nicer. <laughs> All of that price slashing and matching could mean good news cons- for consumers. Why do they keep saying could mean? Yes, mm. it is good news. It is. When retailers slash each other's throats over price, you are the beneficiary. Anyway, the world's largest retailer may just have set off the world's fiercest price war. Quote, it's becoming a game for retailers who can offer the lowest prices all around, and I think it's probably going to get lower before it gets higher. ABC News also compared Walmart's prices to online retailers and found they were higher for some items but lower from others. The lesson here is it's still best to shop around. And then they give you a few important tips. If you're looking to buy a really hot item, get it now before the stores run out. Many retailers offer price adjustments if you see it on sale or for even less later. There's usually a window that you have where you can come back in and say, hey, I just bought this last week and now it's $20 less. They'll hand you a $20 bill as long as you got your receipt. Retailers actually sell some items at a loss during holidays just to draw people into stores. The stores call them loss, loss leaders. leaders. They're hoping that you're going to buy other items that, are on, that aren't on sale while you're there. If you're on a tight budget, don't fall for it. They're absolutely right about that. In fact, the, the point they make about Walmart selling some items um, higher and some items lower is absolutely a good point. You cannot walk into a store like a Walmart, a discounter like that, and just presume that, well, I'm at Walmart. I'll just get the best deal. I'll just buy whatever I need to buy here. If you're looking for the best price, you absolutely need to compare prices on everything that you buy because you might see that Midway display that they have, and that the Midway is like the middle of the store, that main aisle that goes down. I don't want to use industry terms here too much. But you might see one of their displays that they have and say, oh, my gosh, 50 cents for a two-liter bottle of soda, and that's, pr- that's a pretty good price. And you'll pick that up, and you'll you know you'll get it into your head that whoa these prices are great, and then you won't even think about spending. It's a price saving bonanza. Right. Then you won't even think about spending twice as much as you should have spent on another item that wasn't necessarily being featured, but just happened to be on the shelf. So you got to be careful, and this is what uh, grocery stores do too. Well, the best thing to do is get those circulars and compare the things that you think you're going to get this mm-hmm. holiday season as gifts. Compare them in different places. That way you're not running all over town, spending sure. a lot of money on gas, trying to compare these things and wasting all your time. Well, plus it's also hard to, uh, you say get the circulars, but that presumes that all the same items are going to be in the circulars at the same time. Websites, of course, would be more useful than that because you can see the entire store inventory pretty much for the most part and get prices online. And also, in some cases, online sites for retail uh, retail stores are getting pretty cool. Um, for instance, electronics retailers... And I, I think they're getting this way at other stores as well. You can place your order online. They'll shop the order for you. They'll go and get your order ready for you. That way you're not going from one department to the next saying, okay, I need to get this, need to get that, loading it all in the cart, going up to the front. You order it all online, go to the store, it's ready for you to pick up. Cheaper I mean, you, than, and you save the shipping. And if you pay, yeah, exactly. And if you paid for it online, you walk in, show me your receipt, walk out with your products. And that's a time saver, it is. especially in this busy world. 800-259-9231, you take control of the airwaves. There's an all-points bulletin out for a chicken man. We'll tell you about it. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up whatever you want toll-free, 800-259-9231, the packet eight toll-free line. That's 1-800-259-9231 for all of your voice over IP needs. Packet8.net. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features are fun and free at freetalklive.com. That includes the archives. Yes, an entire year's worth of Free Talk Live right there on the front page of the website. Those other radio shows, radio talk shows, want to charge you five, six, seven bucks a month for this stuff. We give it away. freetalklive.com and... 
Register now for the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, February 23rd through 25th. Meet libertarian superstars like John Stossel, Michael Badnarik, and many more. The most influential libertarians in America will be there. Freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. That's freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. Though there are going to be some people that are just liberty-minded, like Jack Cole. I don't know if he would consider himself a libertarian, but he's certainly a liberty-minded person when it comes to the war on drugs. He's uh, the guy, one of the guys who founded Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, and he's going to be speaking there, cool. which I'm uh, pretty excited about. So, you take control of the airwaves, you bring up whatever's on your mind. There's an all-points bulletin out, Mark. What's going on here? <laughs> well, I, I just thought it was funny that the, uh, the, the cops would be wasting their time on such a thing, but... Uh... From Center Daily, Central Pennsylvania's home page, the police this morning are on the lookout for a six-foot, two-inch tall man dressed as a chicken, (laughs) who, according to Penn State Police, is being sought for disrupting classes at the university. Further information was not immediately available, but the uh, Daily Collegian recently wrote that the chicken man is a senior who sports a chicken mask, tuxedo tie, and everyday wear. Greg Gell also um, takes his pet hen, Henderson, with him on his outings. It is not known if Gal is the person who's being sought by police. So, why are they looking for a chicken man? If you said why, I totally disrupted. Just... He disrupts classes supposedly. Oh, I see. He's, you know, he runs into the class. Wah, 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 something like that. I, I would assume it's yeah. disrupting classes. Got uh, it. That's that's what it sounds like to me. Hmm. So, do we need to call the cops for this? And now, is it campus cops or regular cops? It says police. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, Penn State Police, it says. Yeah, okay, so it's the campus cops. Oh, okay. But they're still cops. I mean, they still have the power to arrest and all of that. It's okay. still a, it's still a police department. Do we want to put this guy one. in jail? For disruption? Probably not. They probably just want to talk to him, find out who it is. Why? I don't know. So so they can discourage him, maybe threaten him, so if he continues oh, to please. disrupt class? He'll get tired of it. Yeah, he probably will. It's right. just a, I mean, you know, it's not like the professors care anything about these classes anyway. There's right. 1,500 students in one of these classes generally. Sure, and the professors get paid whether or not the kids show up. So, yeah, what's the big deal? I don't know. Chicken man, cops, doesn't make any sense bok, to me. Bok. Yeah. 800 The Packet A toll free line. Well, since we're talking about cops, uh, let's talk about corruption. You know, this, uh, this country is obsessed with the immigration problem. Which, of course, isn't a problem with immigrants. It's a problem with government programs like welfare. That's the problem. But nobody really wants to admit that or talk about that aspect. But nonetheless, they believe immigration is a problem, and they believe they have a set of solutions to said problem. They believe that by building a fence on the southern border, they're going to be able to just uh, shut it all down. Nobody else is going to come through. They're going to build a fence, put a bunch of military members down there, and that'll solve the problem, won't it? Oh, no, there's not going to be any corrupt officials or anything like, oh, well, maybe there will be corrupt uh, corrupt officials because the human smuggling trade is run by mafioso. They're run by gangsters, people that aren't afraid to flaunt the law, people that don't mind breaking the law because they know there's a tremendous profit in it for them, just like with the war on drugs. The drug dealers are gangsters as opposed to pharmaceutical manufacturers, which is what they would be if the drugs were legal. So these people are motivated by heavy profits, which are given to them on a silver platter by these government bureaucrats that make these rules. And yet they manage to somehow uh, put a mask over their eyes, these bureaucrats, these elected officials, put a mask over their eyes and uh, earplugs in their ears 
and they they just start yelling, "There's no corruption with our border patrol. It's just a few bad apples." Oh, really? Well, El Paso, Texas, according to the Seattle Times, bribery of federal officials and local officials by Mexican smugglers is rising sharply. Duh. And with it, the fear that the culture of corruption is taking hold along the 2,000-mile border from Brownsville to San Diego. At least 200 public employees have been charged with helping to move narcotics or illegal immigrants across the U.S.-Mexican border since 2004. That's only two years. 200 people have been charged. That doesn't even scratch the surface of how many are actually corrupt. And they're probably not even looking that hard for them. At least double... We don't have a war on corrupt border officials. Right. God knows we need that. Well, who's to say that the uh, internal affairs aren't corrupt, too? At least double the illicit activity documented in prior years, uh, Los Angeles Times examination of public records has found thousands more are now under investigation. Criminal charges have been brought against Border Patrol agents, local police, a county sheriff, motor vehicle clerks, an FBI supervisor, immigration examiners, prison guards, school district officials, uniformed per, uh, and uniformed personnel of every branch of the U.S. military, as well as lunch ladies. Okay, <laughs> lunch I ladies. added the last one in there. Okay. Uh, the vast majority have, say, What's a lunch lady doing? <laughs> have pleaded guilty or been convicted. Some schemes have displayed considerable sophistication amongst Mexican drug lords, and their success shows discouraging, a discouraging willingness by public employees to take tainted money. Perhaps the most revealing... No, no, the money's perfectly good. Oh, yeah. It's really good. Tax-free. Best kind. Perhaps the most revealing example of smuggler savvy was their cultivation of the highest-ranking FBI official in El Paso. Wow. Yes, that's right. The highest-ranking FBI official in El Paso. If we, said, put, if we put our military down there, they wouldn't be correct. <laughs> Except there's already people, uh, uniformed personnel of every branch of the U.S. military that have been uh, convicted mm, and pled guilty. Those were probably uh, illegal immigrants themselves. <laughs> the bad apples. Uh, so the special agent in charge in El Paso, uh, Hardrick Crawford, has uh, gotten in trouble now. FBI agents, as we pointed out, from uh, former police officers who have called this show and told us personally, the corruption rises through the ranks in police agencies. And this is a perfect example. FBI agents thought they'd turned alleged drug kingpin Jose Maria Garia into an informant, but Garia was working as a double agent for the Mexican drug lords. He drew <laughs> Crawford into a personal friendship and provided a job for Crawford's wife, a country club membership for the couple, and family trips to Las Vegas. In August, after the relationship Easy money. became public, Crawford was convicted on federal charges of trying to conceal his friendship with Guardia. He could be sentenced up to five years in prison and fined half a million dollars. Drug rings once planted a mole in a federal agency, and officials worry others are lurking. The rings have entangled U.S. agents in sexual relationships, and they've amassed files on individual U.S. agents with details about their finances, families, and habits. And why shouldn't they? They're the enemy. They, are, they should be corrupted because you've got a business to take care of. And your business is to move drugs and people over the border. And you're going to do whatever it takes to make that happen because there are intense profits involved. You need to know who these people are. Know thine enemy. Isn't that Sun Tzu? I, you know, the only way to stop this is to stop the profits. That would mean legalizing drugs and immigration. Yeah, it would. Uh, they hi and of course this is all something that can be done and it won't hurt the uh, it won't hurt the country in fact it'll help the country instead of driving all of those drug profits to uh, drug lords down in some other country people here in this country can manufacture the drugs safely hey we could keep the money here in the United States we could 
it, you know, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't, it would be stuff we're not exporting to other and, countries. And of course, we've talked for uh, for years about ending the drug war, and there's so many different reasons. That's not what I want to get into. I want to continue the story here about these corrupt officials because there's more examples. Oh, are there more examples of border corruption? And you think putting more people down there is going to solve the problem? No. More's on the way. It's Free Talk Live. You take control. 800-259-9231. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the Packet 8 toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The wiki is there. It's like the listener-editable version of the Free Talk Live site. There's 850-plus pages awaiting for you at wiki.freetalklive.com. And it's free, like everything else is, on our site. That's wiki, W-I-K-I, freetalklive.com. Talking about the border and corruption. And the two go hand in hand because at the border there are all kinds of rules about what you can and can't bring across. You can't bring across a truckload of marijuana. <laughs> you, you can't bring across a truckload of Mexicans. That's right. And uh, But you can if you pay the right people off. And the... The drug lords and the, the criminal gangs, the organizations that are engaging in this behavior, absolutely are. They are corrupting. Uh, all, they, as this article is pointing out from the Seattle Times, they have corrupted everybody from the lowly Border Patrol agents to county sheriffs to immigration examiners to prison guards and FBI supervisors, school district officials. I mean, it's just all over the place. And you know what? I just thought of something um, Mark, that I don't know if I've really explained before. I, I've explained how sometimes, you know, the cops sort of work with the drug dealers when they're, you know, the corrupt cops sort of protect the certain drug dealers, and in return, the drug, those drug dealers get to operate, and the cops will bust some of their competition. So they kind of help each other out a little bit. But, you know, they call it a drug war. And if it was really a drug war, I believe the police would lose. Because, for instance... Bullets are a lot cheaper than bribes. So why is it that these drug lords, these big bad drug lords, and I don't doubt that some of them are bad and ruthless and killers. No doubt about it. They're no, there's no, they have no problem offing their competition. But why do they bribe the police? That way they can keep their competition. Um, they use the police to stifle their competition. That's right. They use the police against their competition, and in some cases, they work with the police for distribution. For instance, they sell to certain sheriffs who then distribute it to their distribution networks. They're all working together, because if they weren't working together, and again, they're, not everybody is. Not every, only no, no. the upper-level uh, drug dealers. The lower-level guys, they don't care about. The, the gangsters, the ones at the top, they don't care about the low-level street dealers. They are the ones that they're essentially sacrificed to the police so the police can from time to time put a newspaper article in the paper that says, look, record drug seizure from this scumbag that lived on the corner of uh, First and Main Street. Aha, we're fighting the war on drugs. So that gives them something that they can show off when in reality 
There's nothing stopping. The, 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 the drugs are coming across the border in droves. I mean, truckloads full, 18-wheelers packed full of cocaine and marijuana coming across the border. And it's not going to stop just because uh, the bureaucrats decide to add more soldiers or whatever down there. It's just more people for them to buy off because this isn't a war on drugs. It's a war on your friends and family members. It's a war well, on drug users, it makes not on drug dealers. Because if it was a war on drug dealers, you'd start seeing cops getting taken out. It, it it does change the war in some ways by adding more soldiers to the war. Then it costs more to buy people off. If it, if there were no if yeah, it was nobody at the border, the street price will go up. The street price goes up. So therefore, the people that are addicted to it need to do more illegal things in order to get the money because yep. it's, because um, doing uh, legal things doesn't make enough money. And period, that's it. So they have to do more illegal things, more robberies, more stealing, more, more breaking and entering. More innocent people get. Um, die right. and are damaged, have their property stolen. And all the while, the drug lords and the and the bribed officials sit back and count their money. Let's continue, though, talking about bribery. According to the Seattle Times, they hire guys to watch the narcotics agents, says Lee Morgan, who retired as the head of the Immigration and Customs Enforcement Office in Arizona this year. They know what time we get up in the morning, when we go to work, what kind of car your wife drives. Whoa, now, again, that's got to scare you. Well, well is it scary? If you're getting paid off, yeah, I mean, that, they're essentially saying you don't step out of line and you'll keep getting the payment. You step out of line and we'll take you out. Remember, if they wanted to end this war on drugs, they just start taking out Border Patrol agents, start killing their wives and children. and uh, Nobody them. would want to be a Border Patrol exactly. agent. Exactly. Just like how in Iraq, nobody wants to be a police officer in Fallujah because the insurgents are threatening their families and killing the police officers. Nobody wants to come to work. Anyway, let's continue. The Mexican criminal networks can afford lavish payoffs. Bribery, uh, bribery payments have topped uh, have topped one million, and that's a low number. I think they mean bribery payments to one person. I see, because that's chump change for these people. Officials warn that the risk of public corruption will grow as uh, Congress and the Bush administration respond to public demands to improve border security, customs and border uh, border protection. A Department of the Homelands, uh, a part of the Department of Homeland Security, wants to add 10,000 employees to its workforce of 42,000, most of whom are already stationed along the Mexican border. Quote, if you increase the number of people on the border, you're going to get more corruption, said James Burris, Assistant Director of Criminal Investigation at the FBI. Stepped-up border security also makes corruption all the more necessary to smugglers. Quote, as we tighten up on the border, it will make it harder for the traffickers to get across. You have to be creative about getting your poison into the U.S. Obviously, corrupting the officials is a part of it. Critics blame sloppy hiring practices, inadequate training, and weak internal controls. Oh, yeah, that's what the problem is. No, sorry, it's cold, hard cash being handed over to somebody. That's what the issue is. All of your training isn't going to stop that, and your internal controls aren't going to help people resist the $100,000 that's being plunked down on the table in front of them. The suitcase full of cash that's popped open and says, and, you know, and they're told, look, all you have to do is look the other way, and your kid's college gets paid for, man. That's pretty tempting mm -hmm. for anybody. You get a brand new car. Critics blame new house. Critics blame sloppy, uh, let's see, sloppy hiring practices, etc. Agents are vulnerable because morale in the agency is pathetic, stemming in part from illegal immigrants' phony allegations against agents that have unfairly ruined careers, uh, said some of the Border Patrol people. Border Patrol chief uh, rejects those claims, saying morale is good thanks to more staffing and better equipment. Wages for government employees in the poor border communities are respectable. They start at about 35000 a you year know, and can I just, exceed 65000 I was overtime. just thinking about this. Now, suppose these um, illegal aliens are making uh, 
you know, invalid claims against these Border Patrol agents. Mm-hmm. Suppose they are. Well, um, this is the kind of thing that the quote-unquote liberal media and people that have an agenda that want to see, like us, that want to see um, illegal aliens in here for whatever reason. I don't want to see illegal aliens. I want to see it legal. But some people will pick up a story like that, uh, you know, an erroneous story where somebody's being uh, accused wrongly, and they'll run with it in order sure. to stop the, um, you know, the war on illegal al- uh, immigration. Well, what that does is that ruins that guy's life. Mm. And that guy's life didn't need to be ruined if you didn't have this stupid war on Im- illegal immigration. That's absolutely true. He could be doing something more important. Yeah, he could be doing something cars. productive. Fixing besides cars. out there, um, you know, walking around in the heat with doing a gun sales. on his hips. Uh, while corruption is growing, the number of internal investigators overseeing the workforce is stagnant or even shrinking. Others complain that infighting within the Department of Homeland Security has hobbled enforcement. Michael Maxwell resigned this year as head of the Internal Affairs for Citizenship and Immigration Service after clashing repeatedly with Homeland Security over a shortage of resources. When he left, 3,000 allegations of misconduct, including 100 reports of bribery, were uninvestigated. <laughs> so there's, they didn't even have enough people to investigate all of the bribery allegations. There's so much. <laughs> Nobody's seriously addressing corruption, said Maxwell. The corruption is pervasive. Well, of course not. Why would they seriously address corruption? They're corrupt to the top. Why would they want to investigate themselves? The narcotics networks sometimes receive direct help from local Mexican governments. Last year, federal prosecutors in Arizona charged a police chief in a small town near the border with drug trafficking and bribery. See, now there's a little, another little guy thrown to the wolves. Yep. While the big guys, eh, Untouched. His swings fine. into Arizona were chauffeured by one of his officers who admitted in federal court that he drove his chief into Arizona twice to meet with Border Patrol agents and spread bribe money around. The chief's in federal custody in Arizona at the moment. In a 2005 wake-up call about the scope of border pro- uh, corruption, a major FBI-led sting in Arizona netted 71 guilty pleas by National Guard members, state prison guards, and a federal inspector. 71 guilty pleas. Known as Operation Lively Green, the sting demonstrated that a large numbers of government employees at the border were willing to take a bribe. But nobody in government has measured all the criminal cases across every jurisdiction, agency, and state. The Times examined case files, public announcements, and other public records dating to 2004 and interviewed officials in every U.S. attorney's district. Nearly half of the cases were associated with uh, Lively Green and other major FBI sting, codenamed Double Driver, which caught 26 Arizona Department of Transportation clerks who were issuing fraudulent driver's licenses. This is all over the place. And you want to make government bigger? That's going to solve the problem? I wonder how much they get for a bogus driver's license. We're coming back. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and only moments remain in the Friday edition, but still enough time for your call if you make it now. 800-259-9231. That is the Packet 8 toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All of the features, we give them away, though we do ask that you become a Free Talk Live amplifier in return. Yeah, if you appreciate the show and you want to help us out, head over to amp.freetalklive.com and learn about the AMP program. It stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote, and this is a simple concept. The idea is you send us three bucks a month because you like the show, you want to help us expand. And what we'll do is we'll take that $3 in and turn it around into promotion for the show to advertise, market, and promote Free Talk Live, to get Free Talk Live on more radio stations around the country, to get Free Talk Live uh, listened to by more Internet listeners as well. And it's working. You can see examples of what we're doing with the money, how, it's all, uh, how it all plays out at amp.freetalklive.com. You'll also learn about the perks that you get as an amplifier, access to classic archives, 
uh, from way, way back. Uh, and, and more, um, including amplifier-only call-in lines, amplifier-only forums, and more, or the amplifier-only the amplifier only forum. All the details, amp.freetalklive.com. Back to the story about corruption from the Seattle Times, just talking about how widespread corruption is um, at the border, but it's everywhere, anywhere where there's something prohibited. Wherever the government says, you can't do that, you can't smoke that, you can't walk across that line. Whenever government says you can't do something, a market opens up. The market was already open. It just shifts to the black side, uh, the black market, where criminals, gang members, can profit, extreme profits, by violating the law. And there are plenty of people that are willing to take these risks because the profits are so high. In fact, the more the government cracks down, the more the profit margin, the more these criminals can make. And since they're making so much money... All they do is they just take it and spread some of it around to the police officers and the Border Patrol members and apparently the Department of Transportation clerks. I mean, all kinds of uh, corruption is going on here. They just spread it around and uh, they buy people off and there's no problem getting 3,000 pounds of marijuana across the border in the back of an 18-wheeler. 3,000 sounds light. Yeah, I guess it's only a ton and a half. Yeah. yeah, that's probably a lot. In the past, border corruption was mainly associated with narcotics, but increasingly, immigrant smugglers who command huge fees from people trying to cross illegally into the United States, they're called coyotes, are also making payoffs. The terrorist attacks of September 11th called attention to the risks posed by human smuggling. Though no terrorists are known to have slipped across the Mexican border yet, many law enforcement officials are deeply worried that corrupt inspectors might let it happen. Mario Alvarez and Samuel McLaren, senior U.S. Border Patrol agents in El Centro, California, helped launch a program that jailed dozens of such human smugglers. In March, they were told to come to El Centro headquarters to receive an award. Instead, they were arrested in front of their stunned fellow agents. They eventually pleaded guilty to taking cash bribes to release immigrants from detention centers, then falsify reports that they had returned the individuals to Mexico. Can you imagine how much you were sweating if you were one of these agents that was taking money that did not happen didn't to get, get caught? Yeah, that didn't happen to get uh, caught that day? Yeah. Oh, my God. They were caught when another Border Patrol agent obtained a telephone call list from a captured smuggler and found their number on it. Hey, guys, use a prepaid cell phone next time. The escalating corruption among federal employees has drawn charges that Homeland Security's screening and training of new employees is sloppy. Oh, just screen them a little better. That'll put a stop to it. But even the most ambitious review of job applicants won't necessarily ferret out all of the problems. Many convicted agents have said financial pressures and other personal dilemmas drove them to cross the line. Smugglers often know how to push the right button. A Border Patrol agent, and it's easy to push those buttons when you got cold, hard cash. Yeah. You... Cash is going to tempt people no matter what. A Border Patrol agent, part of a narcotics and immigrant network in El Paso, explained to a judge last year how smugglers sought to recruit him. Agent Aldo Evries said the drug dealers uh, knew that he hitchhiked to his classes at a local college. Come on, they said. Uh, they, he said they told him, you can buy a car if you pass a load through the checkpoint. 1-800-259-9231. That's the toll-free number. It's the Packet 8 toll-free line. If you've got any comments on corruption, do you think that there's some way to put a stop to this beyond legalizing drugs and beyond making it so people can cross the border freely without having to deal with some officious border patrol agents? Because there isn't any other solution, my friend. That's it. I think the reason the uh, border patrol agents are officious with people is, uh, well, they, those people haven't given them bribes. 
to the people trying to cross the border. Right. Right. I'm just a regular American citizen, and I want to go across the border. Uh, Who are you? What are you doing? Let's go. uh, Where are you going? Let's go to the phones to Diego in Philadelphia. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Diego. Hey, guys. Free Talk Live rocks. Listen, I'm just looking at your Free Talk Live store, and I put an order in the other day. Your product looks excellent. Yeah. And I was wondering wondering about this flag that you guys have. I ordered one. I thought it looked real cool, but I really have no idea what the symbology of it means. I was wondering if you guys could get into it a little bit and uh, explain it. It's an excellent question. You're referring to the Free Talk Live flag that's on the store uh, site at store.freetalklive.com. And it's actually not a Free Talk Live logo flag. It's just a special flag that our um, that our designer and uh, former co-host Johnson uh, designed for us. It's just cool looking, that's all. Um, th- though there is definitely some symbolism in there. And I think there's actually a thread on the Free Talk Live bulletin board system that sort of outlines the various different uh, symbols. There's the... Uh, oh gosh, I think it's called the equilibrium. I don't even know what it is. It's it's uh it's Latin. It's the dollar symbol, which is essentially the anarcho-capitalist or free marketeer one of the free marketeer symbols. There's guns for self-defense. Don't uh, do not tread on me, which ob- obvious. Uh, there's with the, the snake circling it, the circly snake, which is I believe they called the Ouroboros. Uh, yeah, that's right. There's also a skull in there, and I think there was a and it also sort of forms a peace sign, ironically enough. Um, you know, considering that an armed society is a polite society, if you actually sort of you know, look at the actual design of the flag itself inside the Ouroboros, there is a bit of a, a peace symbol in there as well. So there's a variety of uh, symbols. It's kind of fun. Oh, that's pretty cool. I hadn't noticed that. Yeah. So there you go, yeah. Diego. Any other thoughts? Um, no, no, really. Actually, yes, I did. Um, you, you said the other day you guys were talking about the PlayStation and the Xbox. And actually, a couple of callers called in, and they said how the Xbox is so much better than the PS3. They have no idea what they're talking about. Uh-huh. This, this, PS, this PS3 is above and beyond anything the Xbox will ever do. But Do you have one? Go, no, no, actually no. I, I mean, I love video games, but I'm not crazy to vote them. <laughs> you sound, like a, fa- a you sound like a fanboy to me. Now, why, what makes the PlayStation 3 above and beyond the Xbox 360? Okay, I'm going to get into it. And this is a statement you made the other day where you were talking about the graphics and how good the graphics are getting. And really, what, what really is the next step? How much better could these games get? Mm-hmm. And really, I think we've reached a point where graphics are really just good enough, where you're going to see video games moving into using real-world physics into it to make it more interactive and more realistic That's there. That's happening now. There's physics engines that have been in development for a long time, and they've been released in, in games. Half-Life 2 for the computer is an awesome physics engine. You can pick up any vir- virtually any object in the game, throw it, uh, knock it over, um, and it responds as though it would in real life, you know, bouncing in the right places, falling down in the right way. Um, they've already got that down, so I think you're right. I think what you're going to see is what Mark suggested earlier in the show, is that you're going to see more interactive devices like Nintendo's Wii controller, things like that that are just sort of going to change uh, the control side of gaming as well. Yes, yes, and, and, and really what, what this PlayStation, it's so powerful that you, you would be able to have a game level where if this thing can calculate almost every brick of every building and it will be able to calculate a real demolition on it. Uh, it, wow. it's, really, it's gonna, it's, yeah, it's gonna be a monster. And another thing, I don't know if you guys talked about that that makes the PS3 real nice is, is that it comes with a new sort of DVD, high def DVD thing. That's true. It is uh, a Blu-ray. I believe there's a Blu-ray DVD drive in there, which is the new high definition, uh, one of the high definition DVD drives out there. That's right. So it's yes, de- I, there's I, no I, doubt that it's a hell of a multimedia console. I mean, it's got an Ethernet, it's got wireless internet access. I mean, it, it is quite, uh, quite a console, but it's also got quite the price. Yeah, it, it does. 
and, and, and to be gonna... and to be fair, um, Nintendo's Wii is half the price, and that's going to be uh, that's going to be a big draw for moms uh, buying their their kids stuff this Christmas season. I mean, the hardcore gamers they're probably going to go buy the PlayStation Three. Moms going to be buying a Nintendo Wii. Actually, you know, I work. Uh, I'm a 3D animator by trade, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I sort of work developing these games. And you'll be surprised. All my coworkers are all crazy for the Wii. No, nobody really, really wants the PS3. Yes, because it's just cheap. And the control is really so revolutionary yeah. that it's I think that really controllers um, bring ushering in a new era in video games, and I think what you're going to see is a resurgent in the video game arcade. This is this is you know a storefront that used to be full of video games, but this doesn't really exist much anymore. People don't really what? Come on, arcades have morphed into these uh, clubs. Have you seen the, the, the clubs? It's huge clubs that sell pizza and beer and yeah. um, pool games and stuff like that. But there used to be an arcade in every single mall when I was growing up. Right. Every place. And I think you're going to see something like that again with um, these really interactive video games where you're pretending to be in like this room. I think at some point in the relatively near Indeed. future, you're going to be carrying a big plastic light Diego, sword. thanks for the call. We appreciate it, man. Interesting that he said that of the, of the geeks that he works with in the graphics world, they're picking the Wii. That's really interesting. Cause I thought it was going to be more of a mom's thing. That's what it's targeted at. I, I read a Nintendo executive saying they've targeted this system at mom's. Uh, so anyway, it's Benny in here with you. And Mark. We'll be back tomorrow night for the live Saturday edition. Be sure you join us then and online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. 1-800-Flowers.com wants to remind you Thanksgiving is November the 23rd. Try the Harvest Glow Centerpiece from 1-800-Flowers, either as a gift or to decorate your table this Thanksgiving. The small is $49.99, and the large is just $59.99. Call, click, or come in for fresh flowers and gourmet gifts delivered same day, any day. Use code FTL to save 10% on your next order. That's FTL for a 10% savings. 1-800-Flowers.com, your florist of choice for the holidays.